What up, Survivors? Welcome to D180, the horror movie podcast, taking you on a ride. Thanks for riding with us. I'm AJ. I'm Janae. And I'm Brittany. And moving on with our fourth movie this month in our theme, Click. It's actually kind of odd because speaking of fourths, we don't have a fourth. We probably won't ever have a fourth. But we're talking about The Crab from 1996. You mean we're not talking about that remake that never really happened? Oh, no, God, please, no, no. And then, I still haven't seen it yet. You don't need Don't to. watch it. Don't watch it. You don't need we're to. Ne- we never agree like this. We, we normally have a little bit of space. Shit. No, 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 no. But yeah, besides the fact that you better get your swooped by him, no. Um, don't watch that. Don't, don't. Okay, you can do what you want, but just, they hyped it up so much. And it's not supposed, it's supposed to be a reimagining uh, okay, I'm not going to say that because I'll let you find out for yourself if you want to watch it. But it just, mm, it, it failed on all cylinders, in my I opinion. I don't know what kind of credit you're trying to get this movie. But tell well, me No, I bad. just didn't. I don't. It's something I don't want to tell her. I'd rather her figure that I, out. I know what you're I mean, saying. I had put it on my list. Don't take it off. You remember that other movie I told y'all about? And I was like, if you want to watch it. Whenever you see something that come that's newer, put that on your watch list first. Yeah, the yeah, craft, yeah, 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 yeah. the craft should go right under that one. They so that way you never get hyped it up so bad. This is for the new generation. I'm like the new generation don't even fuck with it like you thought they was a. <laughs> Ooh. Mm, 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 mm. It's put it this way. I feel the same way I feel about the craft legacy as I feel about the 2013 carrot remake. I feel the same way. And it's sad because those are both directed by women. So you would think I would automatically be like, yes, they get it. And baby, no, <laughs> just no. Nice. Was y'all ever the new person in school? Like, did you transfer schools or some shit? And- yes. How was it? Um. A culture shock. Okay, so let me set the scene. I was in third grade and I just started this new elementary school in third grade. I started kindergarten in Montgomery County and Montgomery County is a melting pot, especially back in the early nineties. So you have mostly white kids, you got like a sprinkle of black and then you have like Hispanic and Asian kids, but mostly white kids. And so I, my kindergarten and first and second grade years, I was over there. And so I had a very multicultural experience. Then in third grade, I moved to PG County. And when I went in elementary school, I had a huge culture shock. It was all black kids. And I was confused as to why these kids was acting so bad and like this. Like the teacher leaves the classroom and they standing on top of tables and chairs and shit. And like, it was just fighting. It was just bad. And I was like very confused. I was very confused. I just, I can relate because at first I had to think about it. But I remember in season one, I feel like we've had this conversation before. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what episode it was. But when I was in third grade, <laughs> I went to a holiness school, very much similar to the school that the girls went to in this movie. Uh, we, 
it wasn't called mass, but we definitely sat in the auditorium slash church <laughs> for like the first hour of the day and like read scripture and things like that. So I was a straight A student and my mom was concerned that I probably wasn't getting challenged enough. And I was, I already had started school early. So she was just like, you know, I just want to make sure. Transfer me to a public school. And I was like, what is this, I felt like Katie and Mean Girls. I was like, what is going on? The kids were cursing. They were That's not wearing the uniform. I'm like, what is, if you don't put me back in my holiness school. <laughs> I wanted to go back so bad. I, I was not, like I made friends quickly because the girl who lived across the street from me, we were actually friends and she was a grade up from me, but we, you know, she like, took me under her wing so it wasn't like I was alienated by myself but I was still just like <laughs> and you know the sad part I couldn't I couldn't um go back to that county because right at the end of second grade it was like the end of the school year I threatened this girl and I almost got expelled and so when that happened they found out that I didn't even live in the county anyway and I wasn't supposed to go to that school so they were just like, you know what, we're not going to expose you. It's almost the end of the school year. Just um, go back to your county next year. And so that's how I ended up in PG. Because my parents were surely going to milk it. And I was going to stay in Montgomery County schools. Like, they was going to finesse that as long as possible. But, um, yeah. That's just, I just, mm. I Damn, did your folks at the school think you was a gang leader too? They didn't think that I was a gang leader. But... That lady, mom, that little girl, mama. Okay, so <laughs> they thought my parents were gangbanging because I didn't say that I was gonna do anything to the girl. She wouldn't leave me alone. And yeah, yeah, actually, no. I can go from zero to one hundred if you don't leave me alone. And the little girl wasn't leaving me alone. I was trying to hang out with a different group of friends that day because, like we said last week, I hop from friend group to friend group to friend group depending on my mood. And she just wouldn't leave me alone. And she was being extra clingy and I was annoying. And I basically told her if she didn't leave me alone, then my parents was going to come and kill her and her family. What did he say? And it was a little white girl. And she got really upset and she told her grandmother, and my Nana to this day can't stand that lady grandmother. She was like, that was a mean old nasty woman. She had the devil in her, she was evil. And she told her grandmother and her grandmother, um, like wanted me to go to jail and shit wanted to press charges and all this other type of stuff i'm like girl child. i'm in second grade a child <laughs> i am in second grade like, it damn. Didn't that we were black yes i was like it was because you were black <laughs> no, that's really all it was oh because you was black because Listen. you was black and then because columbine and stuff had just happened so people were very sensitive about threats and all <laughs> the girl just wouldn't leave me alone and i was irritated Listen, bookmark on because I was black, because we had a big ass can of worms to open over that. But this movie, I, tr I truly ahead. do. I truly do got something to say about that. But that oh, shit no, pisses me off to this day. You know what? Listen to this day, because it's still a thing. And I'm just like, hey, are you? Did you look at did you look at I IMDb? I you did. seen that shit? I, I was did. like, what the fuck is this shit? OK, wait, I'm going to pause myself bookmark this shit like you said because we're gonna come back to it I but just, ooh, it had a bitch upset i damn near don't even want to tell y'all where the movie's streaming because the place okay 
Like I told y'all, I've been saying my VPN is working now. I haven't looked everywhere, so it's probably in other places. But on Prime, I'm gonna call y'all out. Actually, freebie. Let's do it. Freebie. Prime. Why the fuck is Rachel True's name not on the credit? She sure as the fuck is not on IMDb. She is not on the credit. It got them three main bitches, but she is the fourth. Before her in the pictures. And let's just let's just be honest. None of them motherfuckers was famous before when this movie came out. Not a single one of them. Because old long faced ass Sydney, this was the movie that she got that got the first release. Okay? So they talking about, oh, well, your name's not okay. mentioned because you're not as famous. She was on Bitch, Party of Five. She was on a TV show called yeah, Party, she was on of Party of Five. And then Feruza Bogue, she was baby famous. So, you know, she was on the eye shit and she did like something else. If any, well, this Robin was her Cunning first. had just did uh, Empire Records, didn't she? Yeah. yeah this was her so, first wide release film, though. So, yeah, she was TV famous, but she wasn't movie famous. Yes, but TV famous was a thing back then. Mm-hmm. Especially if, like, Party, because Party of Five was on was syndicated television. Hell what was yeah. it ABC? Yeah. So, she on everybody TV screens at night right. when everybody families be around the TV. Because, you know, mm-hmm. at that time, you watch TV together. So right. I was looking Probably at this only... long-faced ass bitch all Okay, all look, I'm years. letting you slide just because of what we talking about, so I'm taking all the slander, but hey. <laughs> what she do to defend her? Okay. If you got, uh, no, we go, let me tell look, look, bookmark, because I'm going to get in everybody ass as soon as we get to the cast. Let's go right ahead and quickly get into... <laughs> Park Recommendations. Okay, so once again, I've been doing this, so y'all should be used to it. I'm a cheat. On rewatch of this movie, this definitely, rad with me, gave me vibes of episode 62, Death Becomes Her from 1992. And in that, I think it was just because our main characters, when you think about it, they fighting over something that, hmm, it's a toxic friendship. That's basically what it is. And that was the tie for me. Yeah, this but is a very toxic friendship. It, ooh, 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 ooh. I see right through you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't recover myself because that is hilarious. You're going to have to fuck with me a little bit hard on this one. Beautiful Creatures, 2013. Why? I know you're like, bitch, what? Listen, listen to me. It is a beautiful gothic tale right there. That's how it fits. But it gives you all the magical vibes. Because literally, there's magic in this bitch. And there's magic in that movie, too. So we're going to fuck with it. And it got some little nice-ass scenes dealing with nature. And it's all beautiful and shit to look at the surroundings. But most importantly, you have the point of view character that has powers and don't know what the fuck going on. And they got pools on both sides, like dark and light, duality in this bitch, and that's how it fits. So instead of friends, you got fucking family. And you throw a little love in there. I've never heard of this. Beautiful Creatures is not, it's an okay movie. If you like to look at it, you can watch it. It's a whole teen book series that, you know, when they was on that tip of turning movies, books into movies. This one of them. Should should we give IMDb's three recommendations for this movie? No, fuck them. They have three movie recommendations. What do they what do they say? They say that this movie is a combination of Carrie, 
which I can. Which one did they say? The new one. Right, or which the old one? one? They didn't specify. They just said Carrie because of the supernatural teens getting revenge on bullies. Then they said Heather's. Which I guess I could see that, of course. Because you have your girl click terrorizing Mm -hmm. everyone. Right. And then the last one is Witches of Eastwick. Because you have a click of witches suddenly coming into power and wreaking havoc. I, I have not seen the Witches of Eastwick as an adult. I've seen it as a child, which means that I have no idea what's going on in that movie. But that movie is so pretty. (laughs) What I remember, I just remember the one scene of Jack Nicholson walking into the room and you got Cher and everybody just parlayed everywhere. And I'm like, damn, I want to live like that. (laughs) I need to watch it so I can experience it as an adult and actually understand what's happening. But survivors if you have any park recommendations that fit today's ride let us know on our twitter or down in the dms it go down this movie has always been here i as i say all the time my sisters are older than me and i don't mean that like they're eons older than me no like um they were teens of the 90s very jealous of that but I definitely remember them watching this movie and me just seeing it because I'm around them by default, but obviously had no idea what was happening. I just see things happening on the screen. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. I don't think I watched this with the full understanding until I was about 12, 13, which is like a cool age to like get into this at. And um, since then, I mean, I obviously revisit it and I catch things. I catch things that did not age well as far as graphic designs. But I mean, other than that, it's still a really good story that still holds up to me. I don't know when the hell I first saw this movie. No clue. I think it was TV. I know I didn't see it in theaters. I know I watched it on TV. I enjoyed it. I've watched it so many times. Right. I, I, I even know I watched the clip. Well, not the clip. I watched the movie where you didn't actually know why the fuck Rochelle was fucking over old girl because you didn't know what the fuck she said. I don't know why they took that part out because then you just think she the fucking bully. But I know I've seen that part. Well, lack up a part. And I watched this movie so many goddamn times. I even saw the part where in one one segment that bitch ain't had no scars on her arm when she was walking, but the next time you seen them. And I was like, ooh, maybe I should have looked at that a little harder. But yeah. Mm, I think I might have missed that, but it's that scene when they're all walking together, the sunshine, and they got their black on, and they they looking good, and they're still doing the teen bonding moment. Mm. So it's during that when they're all walking, and if you look at her arm, she has no scars on them. But when she goes back to the doctor, she got them bitches. Mm. It's probably because she's like, if her arms are covered, I could see them being like, and especially it's the '90s. The tape is super grainy. And now when you watch it, it, you can see a lot more flaws in it. But that's why I would imagine, because I wouldn't go through that. Now we will go through the issues of making sure that, well, not everybody. We will go through making sure the continuity lines up. Because there's other things that don't line up here, too. But I could see them then being like, we're not about to put this Freddy Krueger makeup on you right now. Because you got these sleeves on, so ain't no point. Oh, no, she was heavy with the Freddy. I said, damn, Tony Gardner, you should have 
where were you at like when we needed to where were you sir this was actually my first march what i know right i thought Dark that I, had... <laughs> I thought that i had saw this before but then as i was watching it i'm like yeah i ain't never seen this <laughs> And that's probably why I didn't watch The Craft Legacy, because I was like, let me go watch and watch The Craft before I watch this other remake. Though, you should see my face right now. Usually, when Johnny says she ain't seen a movie, I'm like, oh, okay, you know. Like, we've, we've gotten over that initial shock, like, back in season one, back long, long time ago, when we reformatted the show. But this movie, and all the shit you be doing, and you ain't seen this movie? You never see it. Like, I would expect you to be like, this would be like, this is my, I love this movie. I would, I was fully, I am kerfuffle right now. I am schmeckledor. That's not even a word and I'm with it. Like, I'm sorry. I'll be speaking. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop. I just, I don't know. I thought, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. But I ain't never seen it. That's great. This is my first watch. I am like, I'm extra curious now. We're all curious. I need to know. We'll find out at the end. You right. Yeah. It's okay. Hopefully it won't be a Goonies level episode. Let us start. I couldn't huh? resist. Shit, I'm on a roll. Is she keeping it real cool right now? Because I'm surprised she ain't. Ooh, well. Okay. She gave me the ugliest look I don't seen. I was like, damn. Why you gotta be like that? But you Why know you what? gotta be like that? I said it was a good coming of age movie. Does she know I'm sleepy? You know what? And that's why she try and talk because she know I don't got the energy. Oh yeah, you you know what? Um, it's let's just two keep it fire moving. signs in the room and an air sign. I'm just gonna sit down and let the two fire signs hash it out. Oh wait, guess what? Guess what it is, y'all. It, wait, it ain't time yet. Damn, fuck. Time for it's, what? I thought it was Leo season. It's not, but it almost is. Girl, y'all, we wait. almost we less than thirty days away from my birthday. Okay, it, well, actually, when this comes out, I do believe it'll be Leo season. It's Leo season, y'all. Um, child. Anyways, my boyfriend and Leo, he get on my nerves. Yeah, my boyfriend is a Leo, but I think I got the sweetest one in the pack, so I'm not complaining. You're right. I have Besides me. Besides me, because I'm a wonderful you person. You are a demon, okay? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh. Well, guess what? I'm a wonderful demon, and that's right. all that matters. You but are fuck a lovely it. demon, but you Thank are a you. demon, okay? I'm a fun demon. It's, yeah, you know, I'm not going to deny you on that one, but... We're going to have a great time together. Jesus, that scares me. Uh, all of us. This film was directed by Andrew Fleming. I don't know if I can direct these. I can say these people' names right, but that's not my fucking problem because I need to give Rachel True her respect, and so I don't have to respect any of their fucking names. But anyways, um, it was produ- produced by Douglas Wick and a few other folks, and this film was actually written by Andrew Fleming and Peter Filardi. That ain't how you say your name. It's not my fucking fault. Give Rachel True her motherfucking respect. And it was distributed by Columbia Pictures. Now, y'all, this film did not have no motherfucking money. I know this sounds like a lot, but it ain't a lot. They only had $15 million. That's it. 
And I just want to put out one point. The only person, only website that I have found that gives Rachel True her flowers is fucking Wikipedia. Everybody else, when they list the main cast, they do Robin Tooney, who was Sarah, who, you know, that bitch had a wig on this whole movie. Um, I don't know how to say the F word, bitch, but... Feruza Bulk? Yeah, Feruza Bulk. What says? Time out, time out. I know we got heat, heat, but... Feruza? You don't know how to say Feruza? No. I feel like you would have been right in line with her because this is your villain era story right here. Like, Well, actually, I... I like Nancy, okay? There's nothing wrong with her. Nothing at all. She just had a little moment. If they would have been true friends, wouldn't nothing happen. And then um, we got Nev Campbell. Y'all know this bitch is Sydney. She's been this at the park her before. second appearance in the park. I don't know why. I just feel like she's been here more than that. But no, we just like her. Brittany doesn't for whatever reason, but that's nope. fine. But she played Bonnie. Which is crazy because originally they were going to have her as Sarah. But when um, Robin Tooney auditioned, they was like, no, we want you as Sarah. And she was like, but I want to be Bonnie. And they was like, girl, you're going to be Sarah. Just deal with it. Okay. Put this wig on. And I'm going to go out of order, but we have Skeet Ulrich as Chris. And listen, Chris, and of course y'all know this. Skeet, like Skeet, 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 motherfuckers. And Neve were together in Scream after this film. Yay. And then we have Rachel True. Now, this is where I'm about to lay my horse down because this is going to be some, a little mix of facts and me, you know, getting off on a couple things. Rachel True played Rochelle. And let me go ahead and get into this just a tiny little bit. First, she wasn't going to get this role. Like the person she had, um, what do they call her manager? She had to get a whole other manager because None of these motherfuckers were children. None of them were teenagers. We already know that they hire adults to play teenagers. And she was around 30 at the time. And her first manager was like, no, and didn't believe in her. So she had to fire that motherfucker, get somebody else and come get in this role. And this role was supposed to be for a bulimic white woman. Right. Literally, that's how it was fucking written. I'm not just just paraphrasing. That's what it was. They decided they were going to put it down, flip it and reverse it and be like, you know what? We don't want you to deal with bulimia. We want you to deal with racism. Which does not make sense to me because, okay. First of all, let's just point out, Rachel got this role because she was the best out of everybody that auditioned. So let's just put that out there. And like you said, the role was switched once she got the role. She could have still had an eating disorder. And it could have been stemming from her being bullied racially like it's so many things they could have done to weave that into the story it's just the way that her character was handled in general there are scenes deleted from the movie of them showing her family life like clearly we can see that this is a biracial character what if we don't know if like she had a white mom black dad or vice versa that would have been interesting to see because we know when we look at mixed kids we know that there is a difference in how they act based on which parent is which we know if they have a white mom we know they're gonna act a certain way and that's not the case for everybody but majority of the time that is the case and if they have a black mom we know what the case is but that would have just been so interesting to give her those two issues on top of each other and just not be like 
You know what? You African-American. Let's just make your issue racism. What? And then you don't even really do anything with it. It's just very, it's very surface. We don't even, the bully doesn't even really get what they deserve for real, for real. It's like that common arc of the bully realizing they was wrong, but we don't even see that. Like, we literally don't see that. Yeah, she get her hair pulled out, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But so that could have happened to anybody. That's not a... Really and truly, they didn't even do that. Because when we saw her and she was crying, talking about, what did I do to deserve this? Bitch, you racist. Like, it was, oh, she don't feel good. Her reflection don't want to look at her. Why? She was literally, she's literally racist. Racist as hell. She hasn't repented. She hasn't said, I'm sorry. All this bitch doing is losing hair in the shower. We all do that, okay? You comb your hair a little too much, you might lose some naps. It's not my fault she lost a little extra. What makes it worse in this situation is to this day, Rachel True has been excluded from promo press junkets, all types of things. Let's just, let's just go ahead and just put it all out there. It seems like for whatever reason, that she was left out. It just all turns to, and points to, excuse me for lack of better words, that she was African-American, which makes no sense. This girl's on the poster. This girl is literally in a movie about four girls needing to come together to make whatever this is work. And you exclude her. The MTV award, sis was literally sitting in the audience watching her three castmates accept an award or um, announce one of the awards. I don't know which one it was, it don't fucking matter. But then, years later, horror conventions are a thing. The three girls, the three castmates are at these horror conventions and it's not like Rachel True's booking fee was too high or she has schedule conflicts. Y'all literally was just not emailing her and even asking her, did she want to do this and why? I don't understand. You know what? And let's throw Showtime into the mix just because we need to. So this is whole Twitter thing where they were crediting the main actors. You know who they didn't credit? Rachel True. Left her slap the fuck out to the point that she went, retweeted it at they ass and even said something. And guess what? She still ain't on them. You know what? How she's not credited either on IMDb. Not on there either. It's just the three and not her. They literally leave her the fuck out. And she's a part of the She's a part of the circle. How the fuck you gonna X out some? It's not a circle anymore. But it it's also not. upsets me a little bit that, and I see this two ways because she spoke on this as well. Um, Feruza, Robin, Nev, hello. Y'all not gonna say nothing? Y'all just gonna sit there. And I get it. Cause like Rachel said, she was like, I didn't make a big deal about that because I'm not trying to stop nobody bad. I feel you, I get it. It was actually Feruza that was the one that reached out to me and said, I want you to be here. I don't know what's going on if they haven't contacted you, but did you know we were doing this? Like, can you, do you want to come? Can you come? Like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's cool and all, but you're not saying nothing still. You're saying stuff behind the scenes. You can't be an ally behind scenes. In the you dark. really can't. That's not how like that you, works. They should just, I don't get it. Like all of them went and got their money, but you don't hear them saying shit. Not a motherfucking thing. She has articles to this day spanning years where she's talking about this shit. 
don't hear nothing from them. They don't say shit. Nothing. Um, just a couple other notes to mention besides how they fucked over Rachel True and are still fucking over her to this, fucking over her to this day. Um, they used a real Wiccan consult, Pat Devon, who is known as the High Priestess of Covenant of the Goddess, in order to shoot, in order to ensure the spells and incantations they were saying was realistic. Side note: Mana ain't real, okay? Oh yeah, no, we know that. Not not real. She made sure that he wasn't real because she didn't want teenagers out here invoking an actual spirit or deity just for the hell of it. That's just how bad things happen. Also, for you practical fans who like practical effects, the snakes and insects and all of the wonderful gooey creatures, they're all real, okay? They're not fake. That's a real fucking snake every time you see one. That motherfucker is slithering. And the behind the scenes, he talked about how for Nancy... Because it gave all the reasoning behind all the teenagers, but Nancy's one of the ones I don't pay attention to. That witchcraft is just another form of addiction for her. So just keep that in mind for how she acts because she got a very addictive type personality and it shows. No, it I think that's something shows. definitely worth talking about because I think that played, I think that's something a lot of people don't pick up with her character. And I'd be more than glad to expand on that when we get into the review. So with that being said, we can go right ahead and get in line for the queue line. Step in line. Your number is near. Follow the signs. Your time is here. All right, y'all. So we got, there are six types of elemental witches. Here's the one you are. So our first question is, choose the place you feel most drawn to. So we have a serene lake. And when I say this bitch is serene, it really the fuck is. It got that nice green water that you know is turned that way because of algae, but it's still beautiful to look at. Some mountains and trees. We got a misty castle. Literally, that shit is just a castle with a long drawn ass bridge. Kind of misty. Mountains, like the bitch in Atlanta. Fuck, that's not it. The bitch in Alaska. I wish Atlanta looked like this with all the nice little sky and all the colors and shit. An alpine meadow. Looks like it came straight out of Midsommar. A cheery greenhouse. Looks nice. And a somber forest. I don't know because I am drawn to the serene lake. But I just feel like that could have been something different. So I guess for me, the one that appeals to me the most is pretty much like the cherry greenhouse. The cherry greenhouse, excuse me. Honestly, I don't know which one draws me the most. I like water, fucking love it. But for some reason, the Misty Castle just makes me want to go there. Like looking at them all, I'm like, I could see me literally walking up. Maybe I'd be a little scared someone's gonna kill me, but I'd still go. Still go with no problem. That's what I'm picking. Mm. I don't know. None of these appeal to you? Not really, to be completely honest. Um, But I always go with Serene Lake. Okay. The next question, what's your favorite season? Fall, spring, winter, summer. And for you indecisive people, we got summer and spring 
summer, fall and winter. Okay, well, at me, bitch. Um, because I was gonna pick summer and spring. They should put fall and spring. Yeah, they should have put fall and summer because I would have been better with fall and summer. But uh, yeah, why didn't they do that? That actually would have made me a little more happier because I'm my happiest from June to November 1st. Um, I think because fall, they're transitional seasons. So when it goes from like. Okay, and I'm a transitional bitch. So I don't know. I don't know why they didn't give y'all the other ones. I guess because they're very similar, but they're only like one off. I'm just gonna go with my first feeling and go with summer and spring because the heat just, <sighs> y'all know me, I love the heat. I, I love when the, the world is anew. Me too. Well, I'm going with fall and winter because y'all, I got a thing for dead trees. And mama talks about me like a dog for this. But I love when them trees lose all their leaves and they're just standing out there like about. twigs. Those they about. are so fucking pretty to me. Like, yes, I love when trees have all their leaves and it's all green. But mind you, your allergies are gonna act the fuck up. Um, there's a bird in there somewhere that might just try to fly down and peck your fucking eyes out or some shit. But you know what you can guarantee? Fall and winter, your clothes are on point because you get fucking layers. Do you fucking hear me? Layers. I don't like layers. I'm sorry for you. Mm-mm. Sorry for your loss. Sorry. I just like wearing oversized clothes. So fall and winter is for your girl. I love that time of year. It's my favorite, actually. And Halloween. Oh, shit. So the next one. What word are you drawn to? Basalt. Balance. Breathe. Beauty. Bright. Or bumblebee? Um... Is it? Because mm, I feel like the obvious answer for me would be balance. <laughs> but um, I think I'm drawn to beauty the most. <laughs> Let's just be honest here. I'm not going to lie to myself. But salt draws me. Bumblebee for me. Okay, y'all. Oh, these are pretty. Choose a witchy picture. So we have a picture with looks like maybe that's rose quartz or um, amethyst. I think it's amethyst. Um, some stuff that you burn, nice assortment. Um, the next it's picture, a bundle of sage with some cinnamon and uh, some crystals and some rocks and, some and lavender. lavender. I knew the lavender at least. Um, we have ooh, this one's so pretty. The pumpkins and someone's putting that. I think that's a fucking skull and there's some candles lit. Looks nice. We have some nice shiny stones with runes incorporated on them we have a jar full of some a lot of jars a lot of jars three rows full of them bitches full of potions it's giving sally from um a nightmare before christmas it makes me think of like her little frog's breath (laughs) oh i'm not hungry (laughs) (laughs) you love frog's breath (laughs) we have i think this is a bushel of is this forget me nots it yeah. look like it. Um, this nice ornate um, mirror, but it's on the back, so you see all the drawing and carvings on engravings on the back. Um, another little purple ass flower. I think this uh, some candles. 
Mice Apothecary in this bitch. And then the last picture is you have a woman looking up towards the sky with her face kind of covered up by her hair that's full of some flowers. I'm going with all the bottles. Because I, I too have lots of bottles. It's like, I don't know if you're talking about alcohol or if you're talking about actual like. <laughs> no, I have lots of bottles of different things in here. I just hide them so people don't see them when they come by. I am attracted to the bottles, but as a kid, and I'm sure I've said this before, I've always been attracted to rocks, crystals, gems. Um, This was the thing, if you're like a 90s baby, 2000s kid, when you would go to like different stores on vacation, they would just have that big vat of all like the gems and stuff. And I would always get a bag of them to this day. I'm surprised I don't have any with me here, but to this day, I'm always picking those up. I just like looking at them, looking at the patterns, the design, learning what type they are. They've just always intrigued me for whatever reason. So I'm going to go with the picture of the gems coming out of the vessel. With the room. If that picture didn't have... Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. They're nice and purple. I like them. If that first, that second picture didn't have the skull, which I think is an animal skull and not human, um, I definitely pick that. But because it does, we're going to have to back because we do not harm animals over here. Okay. So I would have to say that is true. (laughs) I have a whole story about how to do some shit because um, some animals try to try my baby. You do not fuck with Maslow. It's how you end up going, finding out whether all dogs go to heaven or not. Um, so I'm gonna have to pick the bundle with the forget-me-nots and that gold mirror because it's so fucking pretty. I must be vain because it, it was really calling to me. Ooh. All right, y'all. What fall food do you love the most? I added the in there. There's no the. Um, apple pie, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, pumpkin spice latte. I hope none of y'all picked that, okay? Just gonna throw that out there. Soup or hot chocolate? Um, it's between mac and cheese, apple pie. But when is mashed potatoes considered a fall food? They would just reach you. And when is mac and cheese considered a fall food? Johnny, I think you got to realize the engine that we have picked this up from is for our um, Alfredo aficionados. So it do not apply to us brown people. If you understand what I am saying. No, I know. While Janae's making faces and figuring out which one, (laughs) even though I think she picked mac and cheese. Um, No, I'm gonna go with apple pie. I hate pie. I make a bomb ass apple pie. Mac and cheese is just- um, I want some. It's not a fall requirement for me. Mashed potatoes, I'm gonna eat potatoes in any form. So I think I'm gonna go with soup because hot chocolate is cool and all, but I ain't tripping about it. So I think I'm just gonna go with soup. Okay, y'all, there's a story behind this. I'm picking hot chocolate. The story is when I was younger, I drank hot chocolate all the fucking time, all of it. If it's hot, I'm drinking it. If it's cold, I'm drinking it. I don't care, I fucking love it. I love the different ways to make it. Um, when I was younger, it was with water. Now that I got older, it's with milk. I know the difference. I'm cultured. I have clues. But um, I happened to get 
first, second, and third degree burns from hot chocolate down my the entirety of my left arm and leg. And the spots are still there, but you have to look, because if you're not looking, you'll just think it's like a little mark or something. No, complete burns on my shit from hot chocolate, from the marshmallow stuck to my skin. Well, the chocolate burned me, then the marshmallow stuck to my skin. Had to go to the ER, it was fucking terrible, wrapped up like a mummy. I had to drag my whole fucking side. And they kept popping the little, the bumps that came up. It's terrible. Do I still drink hot chocolate? Yes, I fucking love it. Not you being Bonnie. Pretty much. Okay, so what's your favorite Halloween candy? This ain't Halloween candy, you lying, bitches. Um, gummy worms. Where do you, what do y'all be giving out for Halloween? Cause mm -hmm. I get all of this. Yeah. Where do you be at? You need to come out of Mississippi because y'all be getting treated dirty. I've had all of these things in my little bucket that I stuck outside my okay, door. Okay, I sure did. I you mean, the chocolate, I, the chocolate bars. Yeah, I just feel like there was more. Like they they didn't give like the different brands. Like they just went with fucking gummy worms. I can't say this word and I'm not gonna say it right. So if you want to laugh at it, go ahead. NMMs, Starburst, chocolate bars, lollipops, and everything. I'm picking everything because let me tell you something, honey. First of all, people is gonna give me extra because I was cute. My costume was cute. And yes, like we, first of all, we would trick or treat throughout like the span of a week. Like we was going different places and my mom would let me eat she would give me little pieces of the candy I collected. But then at Halloween, oh baby, it was a wrap, honey. I was eating everything. The l -l 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 lollipops, the starburst, the king size chocolate bars. You hear me? Like, especially if we was going to Maryville Portage in Indiana. Uh, <clears throat> all that, all that. I just want to take a moment to pause to be like, y'all know when I was a kid, I wasn't in Mississippi. We know that, but you was getting robbed. That makes it even worse. I wasn't getting robbed. I, I was trick-or-treating in the DMV area when I stayed in Maryland. And I was trick-or-treating when I was younger in fucking Louisiana. They they had candy. Lots of it. I've never been trick-or-treating in life. But That's I, I know, right? I guess I'll go whenever I have kids. Um, I'm going to go with, it's hard because I like gummy worms and Starburst and lollipops. But I'm gonna go with gummy worms. Hmm. I'm going with chocolate bars because give me the fucking chocolate or give me nothing. Oh, look, John A, this one's for you. Cause um, no, I don't know why they keep putting this in there. What is your favorite school subject? Language arts, math, science, social studies, music, or lunch? See, I'm gonna be real with you. Social studies, the only reason I like that shit, because basically I just looked at it as like tea. Like you was finding out what motherfuckers was doing. Like, damn, that's kind of messed up. Oh, uh, damn, that's kind of cool. Oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. But let's be real. It was lunch. It was lunch. It was always lunch. My mom used to get mad at me because I would get C's and D's and government and American history and all that type of stuff. And then she was like, I don't understand how you get bad grades in the government. It's just, you just, you're learning about your country. And then you just, verb, you just uh, regurgitate what they give you. Like, Who cares? It was all lies anyways. Right, it's all it, lies. Exactly. <laughs> so I wasn't paying attention, but I got A's in African-American history though. 
Anyways, I'm going to go with math. <laughs> I knew it. Um, Actually, surprisingly, well, actually, I was going to go with science, but really, when I think about it, my favorite one was English, language arts. I love reading the stories. Um, That's where I got off, got off on my Edgar Allan Poe. And then I forgot her name, but she did the poem about the Briar Rose. That's when I really got my gothic vibe to me. This is where it's at. I love you, English. Um, lastly, choose the magical item that feels most powerful to you. A necklace. And it's a stacker necklace with little coins on them. I'm a map. I'm a map. I'm a map. Sorry, that's not, that's not it's a map but the song's not appropriate lantern a book and this book looks kind of dusty that lantern we got a book we have a sword like sword in the stone but this shit looks like it's in the dirt like they just stabbed it down and left it and we have pretty stones of various pink hues i'm torn between the necklace and the stone like if the necklace had stones in it that just would have been but because I'm me I'm gonna pick the stones and I could just see myself making jewelry out of it to just protect myself so stones I'm gonna pick the necklace because um, survivors you wouldn't know this people who see me in person will notice that like my go-to thing whenever I'm like nervous or like I don't know doubting myself is I grab my necklace and I'll fidget with it doesn't matter what the fuck I'm doing like I would just unconsciously grab it and whenever I don't have it have it I still reach for it so it has to be a necklace for me because that's like my grounding item whenever I'm like any type of emotion that isn't like really happy and even when I'm extremely happy but I went to the polar like you need to chill happy the necklace is what I need. I'm going to go with the book. Okay, y'all. What'd y'all get? I got air. You can control air currents and wind, meaning that you can fly without a broomstick. You are caring and love to be helpful. But if anyone hurts someone you love, they better watch out. You have ash brown hair with silvery highlights and you wear a light blue cloak like the sky on a summer day. You have a pet chickadee named Carolina and you feel more powerful in the summer. Okay, Avatar Aang. And, um... It seemed like she ain't feeling that answer too much. I'm really not feeling it, but I mean, I really do um, be ready to do a little thing or two where people um, be fucking other people. Because shortly the other day, I was about to do something on behalf of my mama, but I had to remember. Can't be doing that. Why do your mama keep getting into it with everybody? <laughs> it's not a. This, this isn't. This isn't. Um, this isn't that type of situation. <laughs> Cause oh, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, this ain't that situation. No, this ain't that type of situation. <laughs> Jesus, that small little lady just, you know, that's a big time. dog. <laughs> not this, <laughs> not this time. This is a little bit different. It has to do with people at the job. <laughs> I got thunder. You have the power to make it storm and you can control lightning. You are confident and courageous and you wear a storm cloud gray outfit with combat boots. You have silvery blonde hair like the lightning you channel and you have a pet dragon named Vitra. And you feel most powerful in the summer and fall and they could not be more right. I mean, I don't have a pet dragon, but 
my dog Alvin. Y'all that know about Alvin, y'all know Alvin is a killer. Um, literally is a killer. Brittany can tell you. <laughs> I don't know if I ever showed John A that video, but Brittany has seen the video. I'm sorry, but that's what happens when you mess with Alvin. Um, train to go killer. Anyway, I just mentioned how summer and fall is my element. The only thing is that outfit. I don't know about them combat boots. We might have to see what they look like. They can't be no like basic looking ass combat boots. They gotta, you know, but the silvery blonde hair, y'all know I love blonde hair. Like this, this is accurate. Like I, I mess with this answer. I'm still confused as to how the hell I got silver highlights. Like what? They like silver. That's just, that's just a thing. Cause it's in my too, I guess. Y'all guess what I got. I would guess like you probably got like water or fire. It was water. I, I got water, which <laughs> really fits me. You can control water in any form to smooth my body. You can direct any body of water or make it rain or snow. You have the ability to breathe underwater. You are introverted and calm. I don't know about that. And think okay. before you <laughs> act. That is funnily enough, before I do anything, I have thought it through. That's really the most dangerous part about me. I never do shit without thinking. If I if I fuck with you, either fuck with you like I'm friends with you or fuck with you like I'm picking at you. I've thought about it beforehand. It's all premeditated. Um, you wear a simple white shirt and black pants with boots. You're correct. And you have dark hair with silvery blue highlights. Let's just remove the silvery, add blue, and we're good. You have a pet otter named Murphy. Let's replace that with Maslow. And you love to swim with whales, dolphins. You feel most powerful in fall and winter. You're fucking right. That is when a bitch is at her best. I can't believe I'm quoting this terrible person from BGC season nine, but dolphins in those prehensile wee-wees? No. No. Uh-huh. Wait, what? Y'all don't know about dolphins and they prehensile wee-wees that they grab people's ankles with and drag them to the depths of the caves in the water? Well, I just know about Dolphin, dolphins, you know, drowning people and getting With high off their of puffer fish. Prehensile peepees. Dolphins are that motherfucker. Okay. You don't fuck with dolphins. Even a shark knows to leave a dolphin the fuck alone when it's more than one. Because them bitches are with the shit. And I love it. I love them. I love you, dolphins. I hope one day when I'm reborn into this world and I become a mermaid again, that I can swim with you. Survivors, if you haven't been playing along with us, you can also play along. Just check below in the show notes where you'll find the link to this game and all the other extra goodies there. But if you guys are all ready, it is our time to call the corners. Let's get into 1996's The Craft. To the other kids at St. Bernard Academy, they were the girls who didn't belong. Whatever you do, stay away from them. Why? They're witches. But after years of being on the outside... Why'd you lie about me? I don't want to go out with you again. Please, stop begging. It's pathetic. Four girls are about to discover the dark side. You ever heard of invoking the spirit? Black magic. Things happen. I mean, this is it. This is real. Columbia Pictures welcomes you to the 
witching hour. Her spell is working. Sit. Watch out for those weirdos. <laughs> we are the weirdos, mister. Um, the best part of the trailer was the charm theme song. Girl, don't do that. This was the craft theme song before it was the charm <laughs> theme song and charm fucking ripped it off. Don't you ever. You yeah, I know this your like first time around the park and so you bad. ain't seen this movie and you was not aware, <laughs> but don't you ever do that okay no <laughs> absolutely not and the, the director even said the director was like bitch how the fuck you gonna rip off my shit because originally the craft <laughs> was supposed to have a spin-off tv show and they thought it didn't do because this is considered a cult classic at this point and they was like well the movie didn't even do that good so why would we give you a tv show and then some years later here comes charmed the same thing he was like oh wow hmm Look at that. I love Charmed. Me too, but it was And Holly Marie first. Combs was supposed to be Bonnie. Well, she was in a running for Bonnie. Right. I just, this, you know what? This trailer is long, but I didn't even realize it was long until I looked at the timestamp. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's not as long as some. Well, mine was only 147. Yeah, yeah, mine was, yeah, mine was 157, but it was really pretty to look at. And I think most of that was like, it wasn't all of it. This is a really pretty to look at trailer, though, honestly. Like, looking at all the backgrounds and all the characters and the fact they didn't give away the fucking ending. Um, I yeah. appreciate that. You just know, like, it's just about some girls who are into some witchy shit. And chaos ensues. Shenanigans ensue. But all right, y'all. So, the film opens with a trio of teenage Wiccans chanting, with the camera panning over an empty fourth spot. And after we have a nice little brief trip through the clouds, we're introduced to Sarah and her family as they move into a really big house that has a few structural entry- has a few structural issues. But I mean, at least it's big. It was very sad, rainy, dark, besides the cloudy scene. Apparently, a lot of that rain was natural rain because in 1996, it was just a rainy ass year. So even in other movies that were shot during this time, it was just... Lorraine and maybe not 96 I guess you would say 95 because whenever this was filmed but it was just hella rainy that year so but also um when they pull up to the house that's a big ass snake even like yeah if I was like why is California is this what y'all deal with I know y'all got snakes but are they just this big roaming around that mf or like this like hmm hey Oak. I mean yeah I guess so, because, and the way he gave her the snake was fucked up, because, I mean, while this bitch was unpacking, this nigga come in the house, literally, the door, 
just walk in. I mean, it's their fault for having the door open, but let's just keep it pushing. And he's and like, um, the way their house is set up, he shouldn't have walked up like that. It's not like it's just like, oh, here's the front door among right. many front doors. It was like some trees and bushes and all types of stuff. Mm-hmm. He had to purposely go back there. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, he found this out. He just wanted to return it. He was asking her if she wanted it. He found this shit out back. You want it? But don't worry. And I'm wondering, was that that the same snake? That's what I want to know. Because I was talking about as they drive up, she looks out the window and she sees this huge snake just dangling down. I'm trying to figure out, was that the same snake? And this man just came and brought it to her or like. Hell, he he talked to the big guy. He knows. I don't care who the fuck he talked to. You don't be walking in nobody house talking about I found a fucking snake. That's how you get shot. And then it's just like, they were a little too chill for me. Like, I'm just saying, like, first of all, if an intruder walks in my house, I'm not, okay, I understand some people flight, fight, freeze, she froze. But even after the situation, when dad comes down the stairs, chases the guy out, my daddy, honey, that man would have got shot. And I, I hate to say that because of the climate of how guns are in America right now, but that's you on our property. So at that point, we got to defend ourselves. Like, I don't know what you're going to do to my daughter, but mm, they was just a little too chill for me, but also not the daddy pulling a Friday the 13th with the snake. I said, damn. I mean, I get it. It was still there. It was like crawling up your leg, but it wasn't like it was constricting you. We could have just tried to get it outside. No. I agree with you. It should have, they should just stick it out the house. She mm-hmm. ain't kill snakes for that. It wasn't even poisonous, I don't think. Duh. But fuck it. We're quickly pushed into Sarah's life at her new Catholic church. Um, when the trio, we see the trio, trio from earlier who ignore a bunch of drops, being assholes and heckling them by the lockers. And they'd end up discussing how today should be great because there's a new, ar- the almanac said there should be a new arrival. And they joke about the potential of having their fourth. I just want to know why does Nancy have a new in her locker sis what is this what's going on that's a good question um why did she spray paint it black is it spray paint? Arts. i mean yeah, it's a black it is, rope it is black goth aesthetic i guess i don't know i just thought it, it came weird. like that i'm just like you know i wouldn't know anything about that um also i'm just surprised they let sarah in without a uniform because usually schools like that they be super strict my public school was strict if we didn't have a daggone collar on our shirt for the first year that we wore uniforms after they tried to dismantle bullying which definitely didn't work because if you didn't have a certain style uniform or certain shoes you were still getting talked about so that didn't do anything for us but i was really just surprised they even let her there and dad if my daddy was like you only gotta go to school i'm not going Yeah, I always wanted to skip school. Me too. I only got to that one time that my sperm donor was in a wreck with me in the car. And I didn't have to go to school that day. I got to eat lunch at home, y'all. It was great. Lo and behold, during French class, after Sarah interjects some well-timed French, because them motherfuckers were talking about speaking Mexican assholes instead of spanish um one of the trio notices that sarah is levitating a pencil on the desk and i full on me levitating that bitch 
Like it's standing but up. Why are on you it. doing this in the open though? Like it's not like she has like a folder and she's like behind it and Bonnie just happens to see it happening. Like you, like we can all see you doing this. <laughs> no. And I don't know what Breck and Meyer's character's name is in the movie, but snail trail, that's kind of insulting. That like when you think of snail trail, I was smacked the I would have wanted to slap you. It's multiple times where I want to slap his character in this movie, but this would have been no one because you're not about to call me no snail trio. So old girl runs back to the trio during um, science class and she informs him that guess what? She is our fucking fourth. I told you, boom. But when Sarah tries to walk over and Nancy's like, I ain't with that shit. And that's kind of how it is. She just shoes her the fuck off. And I'm like, damn, you don't want a fourth? You don't want anybody? No, you're just going to be mean to her? But it's okay, because during lunch, Sarah's hit on by Chris. And that's when he tells her about the bitches of Eastwick. And he describes Bonnie, Nancy, and Rochelle, because that's when we get there. Well, actually, he doesn't say anything about Rochelle. So from Nancy, he's like, well, she's a slut. I don't know from experience, though, but yeah, that's her. And with Rochelle, he just says something about her burns or something like that. But he literally does not mention anything about Rochelle. So it makes me wonder, like, was that a part of stories being cut out or what? Because I don't know. I mean, something comes out later and it, it had my blood hot when I realized he was talking about Rochelle. But that happens later. But I don't know. I wonder why. I was kind of glad he wasn't because when he was talking about the other two, he was just sexualizing them and talking about them in relation to his friends having slept with them. So I, I was a little okay with that. I'm like, all right, that's, that's cool. I'm glad you left her out of that shit. But he ends up telling Sarah to stay away from the trio because they're witches. So after that, we have the stupidest setup in all of eternity. All of it. Where he invites her to come watch his, um, to watch him for football practice after school. Who the fuck would ever do this? Me. And I did. I sure did make that face all you want to. I always had, I'm not going to hold you. There were multiple boys that I went and I'm making myself sound a certain way, but I was not, trust me. But I definitely said, cause on lunch hour, boys would be playing basketball in the gym. I even dated a guy that was a basketball player. Not like, obviously this was high school, but um, yeah, I would definitely, that was like a little flex, low key to go watch. Yo, whoever go play whatever sport they had. And we didn't have sports in my school. Obviously, it's performing arts. But on lunchtime, if it was hot outside, the boys was outside playing football. And you would see girls in certain little areas. Sometimes they'd be watching the boys. Sometimes they just be sitting out there. Or if we was playing basketball, the way our auditorium was set up, there was a whole, like, bowl around the top where you can hang out. You would see either girls up there or, be, or they would be down on the floor where they were playing basketball. And, yep. Yeah, I had a few prospects that I was definitely watching. It was a flex, especially if they was like, can you hold my jacket? I'd be like, yeah, it was me. I hate sports, so it will never be me. I mean, I wasn't watching them the entire time. Most of the time, my friends was with me. It was just like, you know, wasn't too many places we could go on lunch hour at our school. So, but most of us was watching somebody that was playing. So I'm not going to hold you. It was me. My thing is like, she going to act like she wasn't doing it though. When they like came up to her, she was like, 
Um, excuse me. I know you watching Chris and I'm just going to tell you like from personal experience, he spreads disease girl, like just, and then Bonnie's like, except for me, he doesn't talk to me. None of the boys do. I'm like, damn, Bonnie. All right. So after school, the three girls end up befriending Sarah. Well, sort of, kind of. They caught out, like Ashley said, they kind of caught her ass peeping and, you know, called out in the bullshit. And they're like, hey, you want to come, come for coffee? But they end up taking her to an outing to an occult shop. And during the little outing with the chit chat, they find out that, you know, she's from San Francisco and they end up seeing the scars on her and like, what the fuck don't happen? And trigger warning, because we need to mention it. Um, the reason she got the scars on her, her wrist was because of attempted suicide. They even note that she did it the right way. I'm not going into detail about that, but right. that's what they told her when they saw it. And it was even brought up by Rochelle. Like, how the fuck do you know she did it the right way? You're asking I mean, all the right questions. I mean, yeah. I know we know, but that ain't something you bring up well, in casual too. conversation. My bad. I didn't like the fact that they said that. I don't really, like, it was just strange to me. They could have kept that. Well, off the record not on the thing it it makes sense because people who aren't people who are suicidal but what's them call it no i get it but i think I what just, john a is saying like in the realm of the movie this would elicit ideas and being like oh this is the way to do it like it's showing right. you like because we know it's the right way because your veins go up so mm-hmm. if you go this way it don't make no sense. They could have made it way, one of it those things. Right. They could have made it one name. of those things if you know, you know. Right. And if you, you know, don't. unfortunately, around this time, this is just something I noticed, and it's one of my pet peeves. This is when they started to show the proper way. So, this movie on Beyond was when they stopped going sideways. And then, I mean, it kind of fits, but I don't, I get why you don't like it that Bonnie mm-hmm. says it because mm-hmm. in Bonnie, she would have had. The way she was acting, the way she was hunched over, it leads you to under the implication that she had similar feelings, and that's how she knew the right way. Yeah, I didn't even pick that up. That's a good point you bring up there. It seems like all when you look at the grand scheme of all of the girls, they've all been through something. So it kind of leads me to wonder, have they had these thoughts? We really don't know that because it's not like the movie really goes into it. But it just, it makes you wonder exactly like what all... How has these girls' situations pushed them to different levels? So that's the only re- reason I like. I didn't like it, but I didn't have an issue with it. Was because she said it. Now, if Nancy would have said it, probably not. I'd probably had a huge issue with it. But because it was her, I was like, I don't like it. It's sad. I don't like that you pointed this out in a film. But I can empathize empathize with the fact that she is the one that said it. Yeah, I see it both ways. I can see it both ways. Because as John A said, even with, and I know we didn't really talk about this, with this movie, they tried to do everything they could to not get an R rating. I feel like this would have been one of those things you probably would have taken out to not get that R rating. Even though the only reason this did get the R rating was because of the quote unquote witchcraft that it deals with, which is like, what the hell? But anyway, um, I see both sides because even with what we talked about with the advisor coming in to make sure things were right and just to fabricate some things to make sure teenagers weren't watching the movie and then going to invoke some spirits, it's the same thing. They should have handled that the same way. But also, to your point, Brittany, I understand what you say, too. Now, gently, 
very gently walking away from this. When they reached the shop, they all used that five finger discount. They was in their pit pocket and the fuck out of it. But good Which, old- I don't like that because it's like you have this shop. That could have been y'all mentor or something like that. You get what I'm saying? This could have been somebody that been guiding y'all through all of this. Because clearly, I don't know if her name is Leori or I don't know how you pronounce her name, actually. But I just feel like y'all doing yourself a disservice from robbing this lady. And she know y'all doing it. And she just letting y'all do it. That's the thing. But the shopkeeper, she's on game. She sees what the fuck's happening. But she don't say nothing. She just kind of lets him go. But Sarah and her end up talking because she's got candles and she's like, oh, you know how to use candles? Uh Uh-uh, not really. Okay, let's take this one out. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just not worry about it. So she ends up giving her a nice little how-to guide, the little the craft pamphlet. And even tells her, like, maybe you're a natural witch. Your powers come from within because she was saying, I don't, I haven't used any of these before. She's spitting some game and shit. So when they're all leaving the shop and they're all walking and having a good time and Sarah's trying to bail to get the fuck out, um, She's harassed by a vagrant. The same nigga with the snake. It's him again. But now he's in touch with this. He's in touch with the man. He has a whole nother snake. And while she's trying to cross the street, flee from him, whatever the fuck you want to say, all the four girls just kind of look at him like they wish some shit would happen. His ass get hit by a car. That's that is just they show it like under the car view. I I definitely expected his head to full on just pop because the way he got fucking hit at the velocity of the car i had a dream about you fucking weirdo and then the priest come back to jesus come back i'm like wait who said she wasn't okay yeah no but fuck it the girls escape and nancy is thrilled that they're connected she's having a good time y'all and um they end up leaving well, Sarah ends up leaving to go meet with Chris and he's trying to, you know, max some game, trying to have intercourse. But she's like, no, I, I don't want to. I'm leaving. Bye. Unfortunately, Hold on, let's rewind is- real quick, because I want to talk about this part you breeze past. So after this little incident happens with the guy getting smacked in the car and they run away into the woods, into this little meeting spot, listening to all of them, like realize that it was them that called this. And you, you can start hearing Nancy's intensity in this moment. And I think that's what truly like runs Sarah off because Sarah already is aware that she's special. Like there is something in her. She can't quite understand it. Even like we mentioned earlier, Leori or whatever her name is, tells her like, yeah, you're a natural witch. Like this is what it is. But I almost wonder, well, I don't wonder. I know for a fact this is when the girls are for certain that they can, like, leech off of Sarah, you know? But obviously she's not open enough to see that just yet. It's the first moment where Nancy gets that. I don't know if this is proper, but I'm going to say it and we'll decide later. When Nancy gets her first hit, like she gets that first little bump mm-hmm. of power and she's kind of addicted. That's when you see the mm-hmm. manic glee come out. Mm-hmm. That's when you see, and especially when um they're talking about invoking the spirits and man and all that other shit. That's mm-hmm. when you like start to see that little gradual shift. The one that you don't notice at first mm-hmm. when you, you know, when shit happens, like it's that little spark that you're like, 
catches into a wildfire and then you have to shut down all of California. Because even shit. to that point earlier when Sarah had confided in them about her uh, cutting, you notice when they walk off into the store, Nancy takes her right under her arm. And now they all buddy, buddy. At first, Nancy wasn't even trying to mess with Sarah. But that's like, it's like she's slowly realizing like, yeah, we need this girl. So I'm about to definitely put my claws into her. Yeah, you you really see it. But the way her personality, it just kind of develops in a a beautifully sad way mm -hmm. of seeing it. Because you see someone with an addiction and you see how when they, they want more and more of it, how they react, how they try to protect it. Mm -hmm. um, and then how they buck against it. Because even when Sarah was like telling them, she's like, okay, like sometimes when I want it to rain, things will get all flooded. I don't know why she said it like that, but that cracks me up every time she delivers that line or talking about how she just can't control her powers. Like, like I said earlier, she knows it's something about her, but I think that along with Nancy's intensity and all these other kawinky things that just happened, it's just way too much. It's too much for her. And that's when we see Sarah exit stage left and she goes to meet up with Chris. But during this whole little scene that gives me Moulin Rouge vibes because of the damn rooftop <laughs> with the sign, <laughs> honestly. Yes, no, same, I feel you. Um, He tries to throw down some game, but she's like, no, I'm not, I'm not with that. I'm leaving, peace out, bye. This is where that shit happens that he starts talking about Rachel. I don't know if you caught it, but he's like, yeah, I saw you hanging out with the girls in Mammoth Head. Mammoth head? Excuse no, me? What the fuck? Yeah, I didn't pay attention to that either. That's just, and I know, obviously, I know it's the writing, it's the script, but it's just like, I, and I know Sarah don't know these girls just like that yet to be defending her, but still, I would have been like, damn, can you not do that? That's, that's, that's racist. It, it truly is. I, I, fuck that. Fuck him. And then we find out, according to fuck him, the next day at school, he's a fuck nigga. Um, because what does he do? He tells the whole school, per Nancy and the bitches in the back gossiping, that it don't she was help the worst that lady. She was there too. Um, Laura, it doesn't help that Laura was there with whoever the other friend was. So just as easily as this rumor went around, she could be adding on to it as well. She's not gonna do that. She's not, she's a bitch true one but yeah she's the worst lady he has he's he's ever had and for him that's pretty bad because that's the same thing he said about nancy and i wonder was nancy trying to shade him though like saying like he can't even fuck either so for him to say somebody is a lousy lay is like i feel like she was trying to shade him Bucky. i don't know but that's just how i felt but why do why do y'all lie about this i don't understand why you lie about screwing people like what do you gain from this Am I right about screwing me in high school? But um, yeah, but why? Because in a male perspective point of view, having sex with lots of people was like a thing. Like you get right. your props. You a big dog. If you had sex with this girl, you had sex with that girl. If you in a relationship and you ain't had sex with her, what the fuck is wrong with you? And so 
the dude, my boyfriend at the time, I think I was like a sophomore in high school, he lied and said that he had like fucked me. So when I ended up getting with this next dude, he was like, oh, Jeremy has said that you, y'all had had sex. So I was like, no. Your name dropping. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I, he never gonna listen to this, but he was like yeah he said that y'all had sex and i'm like no we ain't never have sex like what it gave me maddie perez why does everyone think we fucked that's what it gave me okay i just and it's because he went around saying it It, he went around saying that (laughs) i also don't like the confrontation let's just get into it so when she goes to conference i'm getting mad because it's low-key kind of happened to me when she goes to Chris and confront him, his minions are there. I hate saying that, but I've been on a BGC kick, BGC six with Shar and the minions. But um, they're minions. Don't worry, they're when, fucking minions. Yeah, and in, th- in this movie, they are definitely minions. Don't if I'm talking to you, don't ever have your friend come talk to me. Now, this happened to me in seventh grade. I was dating in middle school. I really don't count it as dating, but I was dating this guy in middle school and. For our school, he was one of the more popular guys that all the girls wanted. He had pretty green eyes. He had braids, like hair, all of that, blah, 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 blah. I was, I was even kind of, I didn't even know he knew I existed for real, for real, because I wasn't paying attention to him. But anyway, we was dating. We ended up breaking up because I was a goody two shoes. He was trying to get in my pants and I wasn't going for it. So he broke up with me, which is fine. But the thing about it is he had some other kid come up to me to tell me this. And you know what I did? It wasn't even that revengeful. But I put him on blast and put this note on his locker. I'm not going to say what was in the note. But the thing is, I hung it up before going to class. So by the time the next class let out, a whole bunch of people had seen the note. And it was spread around school and all of this. And I felt really good about myself because you're not about to play me like this. And look at me now. Hmm. I would have knocked them in their fucking face. Like I punched them. All of them. Fuck all of them. But we get the rundown on the girls, like all of their lives and what problems they have. So for Bonnie, what is it? For Bonnie, we see the invasive and very fucking painful surgery that she goes through to try to remove her burn scars. That shit, I would have screamed too. I I didn't try to remove Yes, it's a needle. Y'all already know I get jumpy with needles already. But that first time that the, uh, the first time the needle penetrates her skin, that was deep. Cause no. They, They got all them layers. After we get a quick Sarah dream sequence. We get to see the shit that Nancy goes through. Can with we her talk mom. about Sarah's little dream sequence real quick? Because it was the wrong arm. Y'all didn't pay attention to that. And it was unnecessary. I don't understand why we needed to see that after we've already been told about it. I feel like that was unnecessary. It was very unnecessary. We couldn't deal with that dream sequence. But I guess if we're knowing all of her, her problems, all the girls' problems, we have to know hers too. So that's how we get her dream sequence. I just don't know, Sarah. I'm sorry. They and speaking of effects, Bonnie and them damn scars. They didn't age well. Freddie's face looks better than hers. Her back. And they're all burns. Um, even though it was modeled after a real burn victim. And then we get to see what Nancy goes through with her mom and that bum ass nigga Ray, 
who can't pay the lights or a bill. But I mean, she know what he good for, according to her. I just don't see it. But whatever floats your boat, sis, now. But I'm like, he's sitting there openly making passes at your daughter and you just letting him do it. Like, I just, I hate that. Like, he's doing it in front of you. He's not even being, and I'm not saying you should because it's disgusting all around, but he not even being like discreet about it. He all out in the open trying to pull this girl robe open. Like, disgust, disgust. He, he was fucking, fucking trash. So this next fucking scene irks my motherfucking nerve survivors. As I have said before, so that way I don't say it again. So now we see what Rochelle has to go through because she's trying to be the very, the very best diver. And guess what? She got a fucking bully racist. And I just, the coaches are sitting right there and don't say anything. Like you could have injured this girl for real, for real. And they don't say anything. They don't look twice. They don't say shit. This bitch is literally trying to dive where you need to concentrate because, mind you, if you are shocked, there's people who don't swim or like water. If you are shocked, you can drown. Right. Like The shock of hitting the water, your body will not know how to react, and you will sink to the fucking bottom until you drown. If no one saves you, and clearly nobody's saving her because they're not paying her any attention. But don't worry. To add a little razzle-dazzle to the racism, that's not the only time we get. We also get in the locker room i hate this woman so much so fucking much i don't when see I why see they her, gave her sympathy all i see is marcia brady yeah same and i'm just like as much as i want to be like oh marcia i'm like no bitch no laura because no not that no honey because rochelle i understand you are the only black girl at this school and you probably don't want to come off as the angry black girl or you are you're already having a tough time fitting in because of this. I would have had to teach her that day. She would have had to learn that day the way I would have rag dog and dog walk the fuck out of Laura after the nappy hair in the knee. Mm. The pubic hair comment would have got that bitch dragged in the in the locker room. We wouldn't have got to part two. Yeah, no, we wouldn't have got to part two at all. Cause no, honey, I'm sorry. Mm-mm. It wouldn't have happened. Cause let me tell you, when they people be like, when they go hold, they when they go low, you go high. Survivors, in case y'all don't know yet, I would went to hell. Goes, if I somebody goes low with, with me, it. I'm going to the VIP section in hell. Okay, we're not. We're not passing shit. I don't need to go down. I'm already there. So let's get ready to rumble. Because I'm going to whoop that ass. Simple. Simple as fuck. And I'm not going to get in trouble by anybody. Not by my sperm donor or by my mama. They wouldn't have said shit to little Brittany. They'd have been like, oh, did you win? Yes. Good job. Thank you. And guess, and I did go to private school for many different, many years, many fucking years. They'd have just sent my ass to another one. No big deal. What the fuck ever. Um, but fuck it. Because fuck Marsha Brady. I liked you in the, the fucking show. But not now. Don't like you, Marsha. Um, during class, it's real invite Sarah on a field trip. And y'all, this is when we get the fucking infamous scene when they're on the bus and they get the fuck out in the country. And they're like, you girls watch out for those weirdos. We are the weirdos, mister. 
first of all, he is the weirdo because he was definitely looking at Nancy's butt as she was getting off definitely of the bus. Definitely weird. Definitely. But also, it was the way that Sarah is like playing with the little kids on the bus. But Nancy is just like death staring them down. I'm like, damn, Nancy, they kids. They ain't even do nothing. Just chill out, girl. Fuck them kids. This is why. This is, and you, the angel, you really think? No. Oh my God. I have a friend who is like Nancy and will death stare a child if the child is looking at them. Like she'd be ready to curse a child out if the child is staring at them. I'm like, it's just a baby. Right. She's like, so why the fuck they looking at me? And I'm like, they probably like you. It's a child. The baby can't even talk. <laughs> They're just looking because that's all they can do is right. look. <laughs> like, why are you? Probably can't fight. even see you depending on how old they are. They probably that's what I'm saying. She'd be ready to fight infants image. because they'd be staring at her. And I'd just be like, you need help. Sheesh. Or the babies just could just stop staring. You can control your children. A baby? A baby? What you want from me? I said what I said. This I'm is not why I said you're the it. demon. I don't, you better not ever, ever. We got this recorded. Yes, we got this recorded. I don't want to hear it. I do not want to hear it. No. We know who's not babysitting my kids. Okay. I, I have picks and chooses on children I like. You know whether I like your child or not? Because if I refer to your child by their name or I call them child. Mm-mm. I'm not shitting you. So if I actually say your kid's name, I don't give a fuck how you're related to me. If I say your name of the child, I'd be like, oh, hey, come here. Such and such baby name. I like the baby. But if I say child, leave me alone. I do not like said baby. But it's OK because I won't volunteer to watch the baby any goddamn ways. I, I take like the them. Chucky method, just like Charles Lee Ray said in the series. If you haven't seen it, that's, that's your fault. Um, just like Charles Lee Ray said, anybody under the age of five, we don't mess with. Six and above, you know what you're doing at that point. But under five, let them fly. Because some children, I just don't, some about them, it's like a no. Just a no for me. Um, so while on the countryside, they call the corners and create their circle with perfect love and perfect trust Mwah. and spend their afternoon casting some spells. Listen, just before I go, Nancy ain't had to, you know, press up on that girl like that. I was like, damn. She was like, good girl. You want to stab her? You want to stab her ass up in the countryside, Nancy? I, I get it. Think that's just her personality, because I was I was specifically paying attention to everybody just to see if like anybody's was different or blah, 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 blah. And it just seemed like that's Nancy's personality. Cause I feel like she would have did that to any of the other ones if she swore them in. I mean, I could see it, but literally just the imagery of stabbing somebody up on the countryside because they didn't want to come into a circle with perfect love and perfect trust. Mwah. Um. So guess what? While they're all there spending the afternoon casting some spells, they end up casting their own. So Rochelle asks for the strength not to hate those who hate her. Sarah wants love and shit, but really it's just a love spell for Chris. Okay, fuck him. I'm like, girl, you and you gonna say out loud specifically, Chris. Like, I did. Now, look, I know when I was younger, I was a little boy crazy and I did some crazy things, but I kept it to myself. Okay, I was, <laughs> no, girl. <laughs> And you can see all the friends was just like, girl, really? Girl. Not okay. you down that bad. 
No, okay. ma'am. He's he not even cute like in this movie. Like, correct. Actually, correction, he's not even cute, but we'll keep it pushing. Um, I don't care. He's not. I have stood on this ground that he ain't. I just, Brittany, I don't even pay attention to you in this department. You like what you like, and that's fine. And that's cool. But in this movie, I was not feeling his look at all. So I'm like, girl, I don't even know why you even acting like. Now, if this is Billy Loomis, then, you know, I would have been like, I kind of understand. You know, I get it. But girl, no. Mm-mm. So Bonnie, because she she actually has the wholesome ass. Because when she drinks with her sisters, she asks her beauty inside and out. And then Nancy, you know what? Fuck it. She just asks for all the powers of men on. And drinks every last drop. She gets every little drop. She's like, she's getting all of it. Okay. Nancy got issues. Cause I just, I was just concerned. Like everybody else was like, that's it. I'm like, what you mean? That's it. You hear what she just said? Y'all not concerned about this? Okay. Y'all just complacent in all of this. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Like she said, they ain't got no minds of their own. But, anyways, shortly after the spells are cast, they show signs of working. And I ain't just talking about the butterflies that come and join the crew. Um, so Chris asks, he's infatuated like a motherfucker mm-hmm. with Sarah. Okay, like a lost ass puppy dog. He is following this bitch around. He don't even went to mass with them. Don't gave she don't gave him her stuff, Bonnie stuff, because Bonnie got a bad back. And I walked him like a dog. And he don't ignore his friends. She even pay attention. Okay, now I want to point something out here. Now, Johnny, I know you ain't seen um the whatever we want to call it reimagine it whoever uh but the movies kind of follow similar beats with certain characters in this aspect now i want to point out the reason why it works here and does not work in the other movie is because although chris is under this spell you can tell that he is confused and he does not understand why this is happening to him he just knows that all of a sudden I need Sarah and this is just here in the other movie. It does not come across like that at all. And that's what makes it not work. You get what I'm saying, Brittany? I do. Cause normally it's just the fact that they just go with it, but you see in every fucking moment, even when he's on, this is later on when he's standing, sitting on her wall, on her wall, he doesn't get why he's behaving like this. Mm-hmm. You see like the, the tornness of him. He's like, I don't want to do this. Like when his friends were looking at him and taunting right. him, he was looking like, I want to go with y'all, but she's, but I can't, yeah, it was like, I can't like, he's lit. It seems like he just, it's almost like the Sims when you like take their free wheel, yeah, when you take their free <laughs> wheel away <laughs> and they have to just wait on you to tell them what to do. Like it's do it literally time. like that. All the fucking time. Oh, I love it. It's literally like that in real life too. So this is a cautionary tale people don't do love spells on people that don't share the same affections for you because nine times out of ten it'll turn violent because why they can't figure out why the hell they feel this way when they ain't like your ass two weeks ago i just mm, they was told and i just feel like this is why i said what i said about them stealing from the occult shop Besides Sarah, because she didn't want to and she didn't. It would pay for y'all to have a mentor or just some more insight. Like, I understand y'all teenagers and as teens, we all felt like we knew what the fuck we was doing or whatever. But you don't. You're very stupid. We were all stupid. 
And this is what happens when you play stupid games. You win stupid prizes. I'll tell y'all dang near every show. Y'all would have known this had y'all did y'all fucking research. Just, mm, but it's okay. F around and find out. And that's what's about to happen. That same night, the group has a slumber party. And end up playing light as a feather, sip as a board. And they end up fucking dropping Rochelle. I I, I see y'all. I see what the fuck you did. Rochelle I know dropped herself. Let's be honest. She dropped herself. <laughs> and she broke her concentration. <laughs> but really, it was Bonnie's mama's fault. But Rochelle did that. We can't. I get it. I know we on the Rochelle train, but that was all her fault. Sarah told her to concentrate. <sighs> Fine. Whatever. And then we have a sweet little montage of the girls bonding and being typical Wiccans, teenage Wiccans to be exact. They're all together. They're all cool. They're all having movie night. They're walking in the sun and in the cafeteria. We Nancy's love a slow-mo being- scene. I was living. I'm like, every movie that, okay, not all of them, but the girl-centric ones, the slow-mo scenes I be living for. Everybody's all happy and confident. Like, it's lit. And it was. And you know what happens? The bonding moment kind of just ends up wrapping up when um, Sarah ends up yanking a fucking hair out of the root of the bully. She like yanks that shit out. for that scene because she did it so smooth when she walked past. She was like, oh, I thought I saw a bug in it. They make shampoo for that. You little bitch. Like, girl, I, shut I up. Mean, really? She literally didn't break a fucking. That's the fucked up part. She didn't break stride when she yanked that bitch out. She's going. It is so smooth. I was living for it. Like I just loved it. So I didn't realize until this watch when I was obviously being eagle eyed for the podcast. I always saw Sarah pull Laura's hair, but I just thought she was like just you know trying to punk her or something like that because Laura's a bitch. But I didn't realize because in the next scene, I just thought this was another bonding moment and. She was just letting her play in her hair, which, you know, as black girls, we don't let people just play in her hair. But I didn't realize she was taking Laura's hair to braid into Rochelle's hair for a spell. What they should have did was let the birds get it and make a nest. I mean, that was the equivalent of it. She didn't didn't go crazy. Her hair just fell out. You know, that's what what the one I heard was that your hair falls out. Mm-mm, you go crazy if bird if you leave your hair out and birds build a nest with your hair you'll go crazy i like right. that one better than your hair falling at your, they pecking at your uh your hair. oh that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. also people make sure that you dispose of your hair properly don't leave your hair laying around i was always told to flush it that too fucks up burn it however (laughs) don't leave your hair laying around people that is ammo yeah bring it on i'm ready but you know what that's a good they all had group bonding experiences honestly i mean no it wasn't a bond between the bully and fucking rochelle but it was a bond between sarah and rochelle and nancy and bonnie because they're all like clustered off i mean the way shit groups happen when you cluster off with somebody and they're just doing their collective spells like rachel's winding that fucking hair around like hey look ain't shit gonna happen to her if she leave you alone fucking doubt it she didn't spoiler alert 
And then poor Bonnie's over there talking about my, um, men, I'll remove my scars. And I felt so bad for her, honestly. As someone who has scars, mine don't look like hers. You, you can't see anymore because of age, but hers were still pretty bad and not right. just effects wise. But you know what? Fuck it. Like clockwork, Laura bullies Rochelle at swim practice. But surprise, surprise, that bitch hair starts falling out. And then I guess was also what? surprised that one of the coaches actually said something this time. I was like, oh, now you want to say something? Oh, because she's white. That's all. Um, they couldn't ignore it. Because they had to be there to set up for the fact that her hair was falling out. So that's why, honestly, they said something. Because if not, why the fuck would they been to this bitch hair coming out? Well, fuck it. And at Bonnie's next appointment, her scars peel off. And we're like, oh my god i did not like the way these scars came off because i'm like clearly if you get burned that's like deep into the tissues which i'm not saying that this wouldn't work but this came off just as if it was like glue like you remember when we were young we used to put glue on our hands and then peel it off this is how that came off like it literally just peeled off so i don't know i just kind of had a slight little problem with how this and my head I was thinking that it was peeling kind of like how they do chemical peels. Yeah. Because you're you're more so, I think that laser was trying to get the scars or whatever, like that layer of skin. Mm -hmm. So the peeling made sense to me, but also it was supposed to be kind of magical. Right, right. Yeah, and that's why I excuse it. But I think maybe if like there was still some type of slight faint scarring, like her back was just clear as ever, like just completely clear. Maybe it was if it was like just a little bit that you could tell like something was there, but it ain't that serious. Oh no. But yeah, of course it's magic. So we just gotta excuse it at that point. Magic. And you know what? The next shot that makeup was working is magic because this is the spot. This is the spot I was talking about. This is the only time that Nev Campbell looks decent. I'm sorry, my pedicure ran late at eight in the morning. Girl, what? <laughs> Everything about that scene looked great from the time that she walked into class to the time her ass hit the sunlight. I was like, oh, okay. Is this what everybody's talking about? But then the next time I saw her, it was gone. I was like, no. It couldn't have been that fleeting. Girl, I wouldn't even give them boys a time of day. Like, I don't care if they thought I was cute. Y'all just dicks all around anyway. So don't even look my way. Don't talk to me. But also with casting Nev Campbell as Bonnie, and this is a Hollywood thing that gets done a lot. Like, the ugly girl, all you got to do is like, if you just dress nicer, do your hair. Like, I still feel like even when she was low confidence, burnt up Bonnie, she was still pretty in the face. So it wasn't like, I guess like maybe they should have gave her burns on her face. That would have like done something. And I would have been like, okay, I can see why people be calling her Freddie and shit, but she's still pretty. So I don't get it, but it's Hollywood. So we just got to roll with it. She wouldn't, you know what? I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go this time. I'm gonna let it go so fuck it so all while they outside basking in the sunlight just feeling glad and also giving sarah her props nancy's storm the fuck off because as rochelle quotes because she don't want to be white trash anymore or something like that 
Well, it's because her spell's not working. Like everybody else is getting what they want. And it just seems like she the only one that's like, did Manon not answer her? Did was I not there? Because that she day? ain't asked for shit that was tangible. Yeah, like, like that she was gonna thing. actually see. You can't act, you can't be like, oh, I want all the power. But it's like you're not even doing anything to like show that you got exactly. the power. So it's like, how you gonna know what you got unless you test it out? Exactly. But also, she ain't asked for nothing tangible. Like, I just love Rochelle's line: "You're white, honey. Just deal with it." Because, girl, if that ain't that's the title of the show. <laughs> if that ain't the realest shit, spoke just girl, just deal with it. <laughs> But don't worry, y'all, because we have an event of calamity, finally. And Nancy gets what the fuck she wants. Because while chaos ensues in her household, because Ray's being a dick, and it starts off joking, her mama hits him, and he's like, what the fuck? And we almost have a DB situation. Um, Nancy causes all the shit that's electrical to explode, and then gives his ass a heart attack, and then kills his ass when she stares him the fuck down in an ambulance. But don't feel fucking bad because Ray was a dick any goddamn ways. Because Nancy, her mama, is sitting at the house with the trailer, and the insurance man, insurance man rolls up and is like, oh, guess what, y'all? Y'all get an inheritance. And they like, this nigga got money? He had money for us? And yes, he did. And now they're rich. Well, he ain't had money for them, really. Right. I was I was trying to figure out how was they entitled to that money anyway. He ain't had no family members. He ain't okay. Had were they married? To them. No, I don't think they so. Were, I don't know. They had to have been married because for that the to quote work. about um the quote about not being her real dad or something like that would imply that he's her stepdad. Uh, well, no, that's how he would they were entitled to the money. Mm-hmm. But also it's not even a lie. So then, I, yes, but I um w- I looked up the conversion from 95 to 2022 and $175,000 in 1995 equals $335,641.73 today. That ain't shit. It's a lot for someone who got nothing. Right. Inflation would have took that in at least two years, honestly, the way they were spending. But I just, y'all couldn't hold y'all excitement until the insurance got left. Fuck the I nigga just, Ray. I mean, yes, 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 yes. But also, it's just like, goddamn. <laughs> we're in the money. This ain't the first time he's seen that. But you know what? They take that money and they move into a nice high rise apartment where the girls come to have another well i'll keep calling them sleepovers but they end up leaving late at nights but we're gonna just say almost sleepover this whole scene just gives me new money mentality just like we talked about in jawbreaker like when people get that new money they don't really know what to do with it because i know we just talked about the money or whatever but everything in this apartment i'm like how y'all gonna keep this up like did the mom end up getting a better job like you still got to pay monthly or I don't know if they own this. I don't know what the situation is, but I'm just like, I feel like this could have been better managed. But also uh, Nancy's mom was definitely giving Regina's cool mom vibes. And it just kept cracking me up. She was just so happy and excited. And Nancy was being a downer, living up to her last name. And uh, her room was cute, though. It really was. I appreciated it. It's all worth it in the end because they have a nice little slumber party that ain't really a slumber party. 
and they learn disguise changing magic. So they learn how to glamour and change like their hair color and their eye color or whatever the fuck they want to change. So this is where you like, okay, I'm going to be very honest with you. Even though I love me a good wig, I didn't realize sis had a wig on until this glamour spell. Because when she changes it, it just seems like, I just feel like they could have changed it into a blonde wig. And it could have been different style if it's glamour. It would have been fine if it was a different style type of wig, but you just changing the color digitally. I was not a fan. I was not a fan of that. But then also in some scenes, the regular wig, I just think the complexion of Robin Tunney's skin and the color of the wig, sometimes it just didn't complement her well. It's like, I can see it now, but then I ain't really, it didn't phase me too much. But also I want to point out when uh, Bonnie is like, make me a blonde, make me a blonde. Once again, I feel like we could have expanded on this because it's like, is she trying to fit in with the school by being a blonde girl versus owning what she has? Even though we all looking at her girls and we like, dang, it goes, I want that. But you know what I'm saying? I feel like that could have, if you had a fleshed out her character more, that would have been something that was very telling because she's trying, or maybe if she was trying to straighten her hair and things like that. I just feel like we could have did so much more with that aspect with Rochelle's character. They gave her no time. I'm surprised they even had Sarah go to her house later. But you know what? Summer party's over. Sarah's at home, chilling in the bed, sleep, relaxing. But Chris outside at three o'clock in the morning. He chill on the wall, confessing his love for her. Talking about some let's move in together. Move in. Boy, if you don't get out my backyard. I don't understand at all. Dad had to come break this shit up, okay? Because he was out there for a while, having a full-ass conversation like it wasn't three o'clock in the morning. Right. But you know what? The next day, I don't know how Sarah got up to do it because it seemed like she should have been tired from that 3 a.m. conversation um they go back to Lero's shop where Nancy finds a nice little book about invoking the spirit and this is where the slight mentorship role comes out from the shopkeeper mm-hmm. but she's like hey you know what you sh- you're using advanced magic maybe you should you know chill but you know what old girl got it Nancy know what she's doing and she got money this time and she even tells them because Sarah wants to undo the love spell because she's noticing it's getting out of hand and uh Liori, whatever her name is, tells them she's like, Yeah, no, like, baby, you can't undo it. You just kind of gotta let it do its thing. But just know whatever you send out, it come back threefold. So have fun with that. And they even mentioned into it that it, the fact that it's not just it's not just like written in a book anywhere. It's basically all mm-hmm. the principle do unto others as you want done unto yourself. She and even says it, but it's kind of, this is kind of in the background that y'all should have just, instead of being five finger discount hoochies, y'all should have been trying to get a mentor. Cause y'all clearly missed a step. Cause why don't y'all know this? Like Sarah, not knowing this, I'll buy that because she don't understand what the fuck is going on anyway. But the rest of y'all, one of y'all should have known this. They they really should have. That's what happened when you ain't real. But fuck it. Later that night, the girls go on to the beach and form a circle. And you know what? They start calling on men off. And it seems like things are going great. So Nancy gets struck by lightning. And we're like, what the fuck is happening? But don't worry, because guess what? 
the girls see Nancy walking on the water like Jesus and don't and she- make a big deal about it I feel like we could have like y'all act like y'all see her do this every day like but also when in the new version I know I keep saying this but in the version y'all watch was Nancy red no it's because it's like the new remastered versions like obviously with the technology and stuff she's like it's not supposed to look like this if you watch like a regular version especially from 96 it's not gonna look like that but when you watch a newer version I don't know what they did to it but that girl looked red like the devil from cow and chicken like it just oh, wait when they fell in the window like the Sanderson sisters no 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 when oh. she's walking on water like she yeah Oh, because when they she flew when they flew in the room, like the center sisters, they was all different colors. Yeah, they was all green. And so I was like, no, wait a minute. <laughs> Which I don't know if like that was meant to be like that because it was a nightmare. So I passed that one. But the one on water, I was just like, ooh, she's kind of red. But don't worry, because also while she's having her color changing, walking on water moment, she's also been given some gifts. Dead sea creatures that they're not all that worried about. Um, I'm really and truly the environment is fucked. It probably smells terrible. I just wonder what all the other people was thinking when they was hearing her screaming. These are gifts. He's he's everywhere. He's everything. I know that's probably like, girl, what the is wrong with you what's happening you okay we need to call somebody for her no they didn't and guess what we now have time for the car ride from hell i just want you to know if anybody drive like this i'm getting the fuck out at the next red light i feel like you will drive like this (laughs) (laughs) i really do So while Nancy telling the group, you know, there's there's some problems. One, Bonnie, your personality changing. You used to be nice. What the fuck you is now, Bonnie? This this ain't it. This is not what I want. This is not mm-hmm. who you are. Um, she kind of, you know, pokes at the bear a little bit and enrages Nancy because she feels a bit threatened. Mm-hmm. And then Nancy almost kills all of them repeatedly by running through them lights and turning them green with her magic. I'm like, well, technically she was glamoring them, but still, it was like, what the fuck? and it's like girl you doing that but what about the other cars on the road because are you changing both lights or just yours which i mean i guess we got our answer she's just changing theirs because they almost get into the car accident right after sarah says the light's not going to always be green which is obviously a metaphor but also nancy why you got to be that friend i hate people who always try to dangle shit in your face like she's like so I'll put you out of this coven. Like, I'll take you out the circle. Why I got to be all that? I'm just trying to save you. I'm trying to help you out. And you want to threaten a coven and dangle this in my face. Like, first of all, I'm a natural witch. Y'all the ones that needed me, honey. But Sarah, she ain't got that big and bad yet. So she don't know how to say that yet. But girl, better move around. It's just some shit all the way around. But it's okay because after this moment and the life's not always going to be green, People start feeling remorseful, like Rochelle, who sees a balding Sarah in the locker room, historically crying, hysterically crying. Why would you come to school? Why would you come to school? And see, I feel like I don't know how this was supposed to be cut. I feel like this scene would have made a lot more sense coming afterwards and maybe 
Rochelle would have been like, okay, we see her reflection not looking back at her, but we don't understand it. But maybe if like after all this happens and then we see the rest of their things going to ish, then we be like, oh, that scene from earlier makes more sense now. I don't know. Cause I'm just like, girl, your hair been falling out for a second. Why would you come to school? I don't get it. She had to. Her parents make her. <laughs> what what I do to deserve this? Been racist, bitch. Okay. I I don't fucking get it. But unfortunately, y'all, we also get who else's shit is backfiring. I don't know why Rochelle's backfired, but I guess it did. We're gonna call it that. Sarah and that love spell. God damn. So for reasons unbeknownst to me, she finally accepts to have a dinner date with Chris. I don't know why she would do that because she knows that these are purely manufactured feelings. Mm-hmm. I would have literally tried to like, I would have just never returned his advances at all until he got tired of it and found somebody else or like kind of wore off. But she gave into it. It's a deleted scene. I don't know exactly where it's supposed to go, but I'm kind of mad that they don't put it in here. It's Basically, the scene is of uh, Sarah meeting with Bonnie and Rochelle, just like ducked off in some school area. And she has the craft book that Leori or whoever gave her. And she's like, I think that Nancy is like going out of control. And it's kind of part of the scene is spliced in. And I think this happens right before she goes off to meet with Chris, where um, Nancy finds them and she's like, well, Bonnie, before I came to you, nobody even gave you the time of day. Niggas ain't even look at you. Rochelle, you was the only black girl in school and nobody literally talked to you but me. But before all of that happens, you kind of see Sarah getting through to Bonnie and Rochelle. Like, yeah, maybe Nancy is tripping. But Nancy comes around and is like, I leave y'all with her for two hours and she putting all this in y'all head and y'all just running with it. So I say that to say when Sarah meets up with Chris and she says, I disagree with them once and they turn their back on me. It's confusing because you're like, well, when did that happen? But I feel like had they left that scene in, it would have made a lot more sense, you know? It really would have. And that, that would have made sense and actually fit the narrative. Right. So he ends up taking her to a nice little hilltop where he attempts to sexually assault her. Yeah, when I was little, I did not... I don't know. I thought he was just trying to like stop her from running away. I didn't realize now that I'm older and I know what's going on. It's I don't like that scene, especially because you can hear like his belt, whoever the sound Foley was. It's just it's a lot like I just. mm. Again, cautionary tale normally gets progressively worse. In this case, the unrealistic case, he tries to S.A. her to get what he wants. In the real world, they be ready to knock your ass out and mm-hmm. sometimes kill you. Mm-hmm. So, don't do love spells, people. Don't do love spells. If they don't like you, don't, they don't like you. Just don't let make, it go. Don't make the don't don't make the spaghetti. Don't make the tea. Just not, not the spaghetti. Mm-mm. Jesus, just leave it all alone. Just leave it all That's, alone. Yep. Don't even worry about it. Don't even don't, try it. Don't burn no candles don't no talismans none of that just just don't snatch no hair just let it go mm-hmm. just leave it alone don't collect any specimens so we have a nice little um texas chainsaw massacre moment where she runs through all the trees and 
she ends up at Rochelle's door. But don't worry, it's not a lady with tea. It's the circle. And she's telling them all what happened and Nancy is clearly enraged. And she decides it's time to go play. Even though Nancy was like, hey, let's, let's just leave it alone. Nancy is not having that. Not at all. And so Nancy arrives at the party, the best dressed motherfucker there, according to me. Okay, I don't know what the fuck was happening, but it worked like the long dress and shit. I mean, I would have took that in in a few places, but I'd had the necklace and everything. I think that looked great on me. Would have looked amazing. And Chris sees her and he knows that, you know, she's friends with Sarah, so he goes with her. She tries to seduce him, but he wasn't with it. And we had this little like sad moment where she gets rejected and you see the way she looks, but then it clicks on her. Let's just turn into Sarah. And then it's on go. But all while this shit's happening, Sarah gets there. And she looks and sees, and Chris is confused. And we get that, oh, he's sorry moment. While Nancy ends up causing his ass to fall out the third, third, story, third story window. And he dies. In this scene, another one more time, because I'm going to keep saying this. Laura approaches Rochelle with this horrible horrible wig again why did you go to this party girl I just would have never showed my face and it seems like Rochelle is about to get that white tear apology and it doesn't even we don't even see it all we hear is her just say listen and then it cuts upstairs to Nancy and Sarah and Chris and I'm just like why do we keep cutting Rochelle's scenes like we are not doing this character any type of injustice at all like, you might as well have just, I don't know. Like I said, y'all might as well have just kept the whole eating disorder storyline because y'all didn't know what to do with this other one at all. They they really fucking didn't. They didn't. You know what? And they also didn't know how to handle his death because they literally just cut to it to Sarah at the house looking all distraught. And I don't get how she jumped from point A to point B where she tries to bind Nancy, but she does. I don't understand why she tried to defend Chris talking about he was a good guy under it all. Girl, he was a dick from the time you met him. What do you mean? I so forgot he was. Yeah, that's somebody's child, but he clearly is a fucking menace. I do have to say, I do like this scene in the way it's set up because Nancy's element is fire. So when you walk into that room, the fire is like literally raging from the fireplace. But I also like when um, Nancy has her slight manic break after, first of all, because you got to realize, I think Nancy still likes Chris. And that's why it bothers her so much that Sarah is actively pursuing him because even though he is terrible and that's why I recommended Death Becomes Her, it seems like either Nancy still likes Chris or Nancy only wants to entertain Chris because Sarah is and, you know, whatever that is. But um when she gets rejected at that moment before she pulls the glamour, that moment of just hurt and just like, I don't Ooh, know. It baby. Just, yeah, I, I kind of felt for her a little bit. But when she has that moment of her slight manic breakdown and they see they show her floating on her tiptoes of her boots. Chills. Oh, I he's sorry. He's sorry. I love that shit. What, what a good way to get somebody to go out with that type of moment. And the way them boots was pointed when she was dragging. Beautiful. Beautifully executed. I loved it. I loved every moment. But yeah, we just jumped from that to let's just bind Nancy because she too much. And really, she was doing it on your behalf. Yeah. 
some fucked up memes. I but... feel like Bonnie should have been low key bond, uh, binded too because why she cut that picture like that? Like you need better <laughs> cutting skills because she shell cut Bonnie's arm off, and I know it was supposed to be for Nancy, but me just being a little butthole, I'm like, damn, why you you got beef towards Bonnie too? Because you couldn't cut that a little better. Okay, Bonnie was acting different. And y'all, I I don't know why she did what she did because she wasn't she wasn't going for what she was going for because this pisses them off. You know how that shit comes back times three? Well, guess what? She got times three in the goddamn bathroom when they when they corner her ass and she's like, Oh, I'm leaving the I'm leaving the circle. Now you wanna leave? Okay. Well, well, I mean, she doesn't even say it. It's because Nancy is so getting, Nancy has gotten so deep into her power. She's mind reading this and it's freaking Sarah out because she like, I never said that to y'all. Like, how do y'all, first of all, well, Bonnie and Rochelle, they don't know. They only know because Nancy said something to them probably. But Nancy is a fucking mind reader. Like Sarah literally cannot do anything at this point. They know where she is at all times. They know who she with. They know what she thinking. Like, that's a lot to deal with. And then the fact that Nancy knows that Sarah has binded her because when would she have known that? She was like, please don't do any more spells on me. Sarah's like, I did it, but they all know that she did it because Nancy that was a got into the deep. Like, and then it doesn't make it any better that Nancy, well, I guess I could talk about this later because it's coming up. When... um. Sarah has nowhere to go and she goes back to the occult shop and she is confiding in Liori or Lori, whatever her name is. She's like, you know, this girl literally knows everything. Like I can't do anything, but she's telling her, well, that's because Nancy took this power to a dark place. You can do the same thing, but you could do it and do it the right way. And that's why Nancy is able to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Cause she's fueling it with anger. And the shopkeeper also tells her that it ain't just you. Your mama was a powerful witch. You just got to dig deep. You really got to use what the fuck you got. I could be stretching this. I could be really reaching. But in some weird way, I'm like, is this, I know her mom is not with us, but I'm like, is this her mom and like a spiritual type? I don't know. I don't know. Cause I'm just like, you know, too much about her mother. Like, I feel like there is a prequel in there somewhere like did they know each other and she knows that this is her daughter because how did she know that that was her ring she Hmm? could have um the lady could have been psychic and also could possibly talk to the dead because you don't have to necessarily know someone to know their history but someone's family member like for instance I could be sitting here talking to you and you could have a family member sitting right behind you and they might say something and then I'll be like, oh, yes, so-and-so said X, Y, Z. Or not even say that so-and-so said it, but just say whatever they told me. So <laughs> then why'd you look over? Because the sun started coming. The room was getting brighter and I was like. Because I told you, happening? and that has happened before. I've been on Zoom with people and they're like, yeah, so-and-so standing next to you. Okay. So, I mean, I think the lady was probably psychic. Yeah, I could take that. I just wonder in some way, like, was she and her mom connected? Like, I just, you know, just very curious because that would even 
makes sense. Or maybe like with the ring, like if Leori or Lori, whoever her name is, somebody can tell us the correct way to pronounce it, excuse me. Like, were they in the same coven at one point? But, you know, and I like that we don't know. I like that that's something we can just have these type of conversations about. I do too. And I also like the fact that when they finally tried to get Sarah to invoke Manon, guess what? Nancy said, fuck that shit. It's fire. Boom, the shop explodes. And guess what? Sarah running the fuck off scared as hell, even though the shopkeeper like, no, come back. She gone. I don't know why she went home. Kazoo, baby. Shit went south. Okay. This house that was, you know, really big house. It's a little leaking. Everything is fucking happening there. So she gets home and she gets a little magical phone call and shit. Like turn on the TV. It's on the news. It's everywhere. They had it looking like her family thought she went back to San Francisco and then they were in a plane crash without any survivors. That was fucked up. Because it's like y'all know that her mom passed. So I don't care. I don't care. That's just effed up just to throw that at her I don't care if it was a glamour and y'all was just trying to mess with her that's messed up that's a different type of messed up like literally everything that Sarah confided in them they use against her in this finale they they really did because when they, these motherfuckers swooped in like the bitches of Eastwick because they did then they were like oh let's fly in let's fucking levitate let's be magical you're not flying it's fucking levitating it's not that great um it's like I wonder how many people picked up that reference and if they know where it's from I just wonder I'm not gonna say anything I'm just gonna let the people if you've caught it you caught it (laughs) (laughs) it was a good one though that was a really good one (laughs) and they're fucking menacing her and then nancy's finally like you know what fuck it you're free to leave but she don't mean to like leave peacefully she tells everybody that again this is y'all i'm sorry but everything after this point deals with some type of horrible topic dealing with suicide suicide ideation and that's what they did to her they're like oh she's gonna leave and she's gonna commit suicide go in peace I'm like, what in the fuck is this? Like, you know what this girl has done. You end up slitting her wrist for her, throwing a letter down with her handwriting that she's confessing she's that she did this. But then it really tripped me out because you go so low to be like, you killed Chris. You killed your mom while you were coming out of her. I couldn't even go that low. Nancy, that's ass whooping words, actually. Like, Sarah, that would have gave me all the ammo just to go in on you. Just no, honey. Mm-mm. I mean, but I'm sorry. I ain't, I ain't excusing what she's saying. But if you beefing, you beefing. When Rochelle was like, why isn't she using any powers on us? And Nancy was like, it's because she was weak. Every time that line comes up, I go in my carry bag and I'd be like, and Eve was weak. And Eve was weak. Say it, woman. <laughs> dirty pillows mama why'd you tell me mama (laughs) oh shit and you know what going from that they just fuck over this house okay there is fucking insects snakes they are tormenting the fuck out of her and i'm like like literally trying to drive her to unalive herself just because I told you guys before this moment happened, I was having hallucinations of seeing all these snakes, all these bugs. First of all, first of all, first of all, the rats. When the rat was on her shoulder and the other one just peeked out her hair, that would have, that'll do it. 
You do not have to worry about me. You do not have to worry about me. It literally did me. this. It was like. No, absolutely not. No. Survivors, you couldn't see, but I like put myself in the corner of the screen and just fucking stared because I have really big eyes. That's exactly what that rat did. Maslow, sweetheart, please get off of my knee. I don't know what you want. I'm not feeding you till I'm done. Okay, I love you. But yeah. And you know what? She's really weak and she doesn't think she can invoke men out. But then her mama in that picture with the, the wind blowing and the hat going and those curtains flowing. Like, you can do it. Don't be afraid. Reach inside yourself. And she ends up invoking men out. We don't know that she's done it. We just see and we're like, okay, she might be doing this. But then we pan back to all the girls, to the little trio. And they're like, you know, go up there and check on her. They don't want to. Yeah, it's like at this point, I feel like Bonnie and Rochelle maybe was having second thoughts or they was just tired at the, I don't know. But when they threatened, well, when uh, Nancy threatened them, I would have been like, girl, who the fuck is you talking to? Because I feel like at this point, we can all make some shit shake, but I guess not. They was really scared of her. Yeah, truly. And I don't know why. I mean, yeah, she threatened to slit your throat, but there's two of y'all in one of her take this bitch down but fuck it they go up there and check and guess what the fuck they get they see themselves in the mirror and it was reflected times three so bonnie's face horribly scarred like a motherfucker i wish they would have had her face look like this from jump her face should have looked like freddie from jump even if it was just like a little part on some harvey dent stuff from the dark night like i could have accepted that I, I could have too, but I, I kind of like the fact that her face wasn't horribly scarred. Because I mean, because like somebody, I, said, I know Brittany, I know you're going to say what you say, but Nev Campbell is gorgeous. So I just don't buy people thinking just because her back and her arms are burnt that she's a freak. It's like half the time you don't, because of them uniforms, you don't see that anyway. Like it would have made more sense if it went up her neck. And maybe it, it didn't even have to be on her whole face. Like I said, it could have been part of her cheek. Like, you know how school kids do when people have deformities. They are evil. They are cruel. So if you could actually see it and maybe like some days, like it pussed up and it bled and things like that. I see in John Nays making faces like that. I feel like that would invoke more reason for y'all to bully her like that versus her just having a regular so face. I'm not going to give on Nev Campbell for a second. I'm going to go somewhere else with it, surprisingly. It makes sense that it was just there, though. So I had it on my arm and leg. This is me being from personal experience. It doesn't fucking matter. If these people grew up with you, they're going to pick with you. It's something that's noticeable to you. So it might not even be that big of a deal to anybody else. It was to them, but there was something to pick on her anyways because she was already othered. First, people are jerks. They will pick on that. They will pick on this. Even if they can't see it, they know it exists. If they have seen it, they will pick on it. They will talk about you because she can't have her arms out. Um, she can't wear open tops. Like she can't be a girl of that time. Right. No, so, and I feel that, but I'm saying like majority of the time these people will see her, they're in school uniform anyway. And the way those uniforms are, her burns are covered. That's what I'm saying. So it's not like they would see that anyway. So that's what I'm saying. It's like. Unless you hanging with this girl and from the impression, y'all not. So it's not like y'all seeing these burns all the time. So that's where my disconnect is because you're not seeing them anyway. So it's just it's, like, a, it's a twofold reason to me. It's because one, the burns exist and they know they're there. And two of the way that she's 
internalizing the burns because mm-hmm. when we first meet her it's the way she's hunched over it's the way that she's given a disheveled appearance all right. of that would make her unappealing so it's not the fact that her face is horribly scarred it's the fact she's horribly scarred right and I get that I understand that but I'm just saying I still feel like I would have seen her and been like oh it's a pretty face oh you got burns too oh damn that's I'm being honest it's probably just because you're not a bad person yeah I can see that too but when I was little I I would talk about people especially if my other friends would and then like even now like I'll get to know somebody Hmm? I talk shit about people all the time like I'll get to know somebody and then my opinions change because I actually gave them a chance like even now like people can be talking about somebody and on my own I will get to know them and be like oh okay I kind of see why you act like that we ain't friend friends but I can tolerate you if you need to talk or blah 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 I can talk to you like that's fine but yeah damn okay they all run away. They run away. Okay, run away. Dip like shit. And now guess what? In this corner, we got Nancy. In the other corner, we have Sarah. It's time for a magical motherfucking showdown because they is fighting like a motherfucker. Like hell. It was a great scene when she was laying there and had glamoured herself into the wall. I don't know why that took Nancy by surprise what it did and she I mean because I guess she didn't expect her to have her power back and then she don't know that Sarah did all this yet so she just like I'm looking for this little punk oh you doing this when the girl when was you able to do this and so she is I do too and so she ends up kicking the shit out of Nancy and binding her ass I fully thought Nancy Nancy was gonna go through the window not the window the mirror I fully thought she was gonna go through the mirror and like be trapped in there forever in eternal hell i would have loved that but that's not what happened the mirror dimension but yeah i bind you nancy from doing harm to others harm against yourself and harm against other people and we're like okay and the film kind of ends with nancy in the crazy house nancy in the nancy in the psychiatric hospital so i don't call it that and we're like, damn, what the fuck? Because Bonnie and Rochelle, they come by the crib. They're like, hey, you know, you want to do some shit together? The audacity. <laughs> just the full audacity that y'all would even stop by this girl house. Are y'all serious? You just tried to kill me. Y'all just told me that my dad and stepmom died in a plane crash. And then going to try to, it was just glamour. Bitch. And guess what? They she got them asses because when they were sitting there talking, she talking about she probably ain't got her powers anyways. And then the fucking sky changed and the lightning, the tree bent, and all the shit was going south. And she was like, "Ha, fuck you, bitch! I still got mine because I used it the right way." Not even that. I had this since I was born, bitch. This is natural for me, y'all. Like I said at the jump, you needed me. Period. Like that was. That's why you don't have powers anymore. And she hits him with the smooth ass warning. Be careful. You don't want to end up like Nancy. With a nice little smile. And we see Nancy, like I said before, in a psychiatric hospital talking about, I have flowers. He gave me powers. I can fly. I'm flying. I'm flying. I'm flying. And yeah, um, they end up giving her ass the shot. And we get like a little pan out of her room. So here's my thing. Nancy still has powers. Because she's just binded. And from what I know, when Sarah dies, 
And if Nancy is still alive, then that will release that spell. But I just wonder, like, is there a way she can get around that? I don't know. But I'm like killing Nancy or Nancy letting it go. But she no, I'm saying double- other way around. Nancy still has powers, but Sarah will have to die for those powers to for that spell to dissipate. Oh, yeah. So Nancy can Nancy get around that? I wonder, is there a way for her to get around that? No, unless she gets, unless she convinces Sarah she's a great person to undo it. And I would never believe her ever in my God given life, ever. And that's the end of the craft. Ratings. Okay, so on IMDb, this film got 6.4 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes got 57%. And on TV Guide, I'm sorry, it took me by surprise. 55%. Um, and 90 94% of Google users like this movie. Honestly, I really enjoy this movie. I could keep going back and rewatching it. This one I know I saw younger, and so it always sticks to me. And like you said before, Ashley, I always see new things. This is a good movie. I wouldn't watch it all the time though because I, it does kind of irk my nerves about how they treated Rochelle slash Rachel Truth really mm-hmm. fucking bothers me I but I will watch it again um so for that I'd have to give it a smooth I'm taking a lot of points off for just how they treated Rachel True right. um 75 tickets you know what I'm tired of you because literally for the same reason I also gave it 75 points um, yes, I grew up with this movie. Yes, it is a cult classic. But when you just know everything of behind the scenes of what was going on, that just puts a sour taste in my mouth. And I hate that she was treated that way. Like even like we said to this day is still getting treated this way. And I hate that I have to discredit everybody's efforts for that. But y'all know me. I w- What did I do with the Goonies? Just because Heather Lincoln Camp wasn't casted, I snatched fucking points. And I low key want to snatch more points because I rewatched it and imagine hey actually i am going to snatch more points from the goonies we'll just talk about that when we do tops and bottoms i'm not gonna think about it today but like i said i'm giving this i'm sorry because that really pissed me off that really pissed me off and the fact that i sat through that two-hour movie again imagining heather langen camp and get pissed but i understand because yes she was older than was kids but no it pissed me off but as far as the crowd 75 tickets we all wait with bated breath um, I'm going to give this movie a 65. I, I feel like I probably would have felt differently if I watched this younger. Um, it wasn't anything wrong with it per se. It just seemed long to me once it got to a certain point. How long is this movie? It's not two hours. It's an hour and like... Hour and 45. Yeah, 40. 45, Oh, no, I never knew. I was genuinely the... asking because I never knew. <laughs> yeah, it's, it depends it's... on the cut. Okay. So the one I watched was an hour and like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there were certain parts that I really liked. I liked that Sarah made What's to Come Her Bitch. Bonnie made me tear up when she was, you know, talking about taking my scars. That was kind of sad. And, you know... I don't know. It was cool. I liked it. I don't hate it. Right. No, no, no. I understand. Yeah. I understand completely, which is why you can never give me shit about the goonies. Um. (laughs) No. 
Okay, before these two start arguing, because we don't have time for that today, let's go right ahead and get into the souvenir shop. Thanks for writing. Before you go, take a detour into the souvenir shop. Okay, so for the souvenir shop, we have to tread very, very light, or my idea, have to tread very, very lightly. I, okay, like I said, I love my crystals. I love my stones. I just love all of that stuff. But I would love it if we can, like, how I said in the um, cue line earlier, maybe if you had necklaces, kind of similar to what I have on. It's just a regular necklace, but the charm in the middle is just an open circle. If you can insert a gem, a stone, a crystal into it, but it just represents one of the elements, like fire, water, air, earth. Just one of those, keep it real simple so we ain't doing too fucking much. Listen, I'm not wilding on this one just because I'm not gonna piss off the weekends. Not about to happen. Mm-mm. But I do think for this one, we should do something with candles and telling people, like have a little of the craft pamphlet to teach people about what kind of candles to use and leave the fucking black candles alone. You don't play with those. That's a no. Especially not you virgins. Oh my God. What a God. You see a black candle and you ain't done the nasty. Leave it alone. Don't light it. Black you candles have- really aren't that bad though. Oh, I know that. I it was just making the hocus pocus funny. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But I'm just saying, depending on the context in which you're using said candle. Everything has meaning. Everything I should do that could be my contribution. I can give said class, you know. Yeah, you I mean, could. <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm literally telling you. Like I said, even though you said what you said about this movie, I and you did, and you did, but I was fully expecting you to almost be like Cody from the horror bandwagon and the OSHA alerts. I was fully expecting that throughout the entire commentary and. It happened in moments, but that's what I was fully expecting. Like, I was ready for you to be like, actually, da 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 And not obviously, because you can't say everything, but actually, da 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 But it's actually because in this movie, it wasn't very, like, certain things were like, okay. But a lot of things were more so, like, I don't, like, it's the whole doing thing as a, doing everything as a group thing. Like, if you're doing it by yourself, then I could probably give more, like, inside tidbits, OSHA alerts, whatever, whatever, whatever. But, like, that whole group, the whole group spell shit. Not for you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Y'all ready to get into these park announcements? I'm ready. Yep, yep. That was our fourth movie in this five movie month we still got one more to go before we wrap this theme up and get into a new theme that movie next week will be the heathers and i once again just like i always am am excited to get into this one and just break this one down if you want to keep up with us on social media you can hit us up at d180 podcast on ig twitter tiktok you want some exclusive goodies if you want to get episodes Way before they drop on Friday when the park officially opens, you can join us on Patreon. Also, leave us a review. If you like what we're doing here, if you don't like what we're doing here, we're always open to see what you have to say. So definitely go ahead and give us a review. And it helps other people find us and become survivors in the park. Other than that, 
We have to shut this park down for the night. Bye bye. Well, I guess this is goodbye. I'll see you soon.